Bet you had a nice little laugh about this, huh? Give me back my necklace! No. Give me my damn necklace back! Why should I? Because it's mine! And it means something to me. Man, watch that. The only thing different about me is my address. <laughs> you sure? I didn't want you or anybody else judging me. Like you're judging me now. Man, you lied to me. What you expect? Man, what you want from me? Why are you here? I want you to tell me that you forgive me. Tell me that you still care. I don't. It's the Mountain Rose Podcast, episode 113. You ready to head into this weekend? Let's go. It's my girl right here. Starting this one off a little bit slower than usual. Hey, ladies.
That shit, man, I love that joint so much, bro. You should have At the end of the joint, when he do the H-Town joint, he be like, oh, yeah. It go to do the chopping screen yeah. joint. Man, you should have let that Terrence, no, we, Keisha Cole rock, bro. We be playing music for way too long. We need to get, I don't agree. Y'all tell me if, if y'all think we play music for way too long. I don't think we play enough. Bros Podcast, episode 113. Turn up, happy Friday, happy weekend. Absolutely. For all my listeners on, the people that listen to the podcast, audio, we started with that Alicia, uh, I keep saying Alicia Keys. Disrespectful. We started with that Keisha Cole, and I just wanted to say, one of the reasons why I love LMA is because of her natural singing ability, uh-huh. and Keisha Cole has a natural, when you listen to her music, I don't know if any of y'all seen that tweet that was going around of her singing on, on that stage. She just had a natural talent. Mm-hmm. She had that natural raspy, almost like a raspy voice that we all knew was like, there's a limit on a raspy voice. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm not saying she can't sing anymore. I'm just saying we just knew that that voice was at its peak. Oh, yeah. Just raw talent. And you and for where she came from, I don't know if y'all grew up watching the Keisha Cole show with her whole family. Like, Remember, uh, she was somebody Frankie that we Hamilton. absolutely loved when we was young and growing up. Mm-hmm. So turn up, man. Yeah, I had a real big childhood crush on Keisha Cole, and I had a I had a crush on Keisha Cole with the Gap before she got the 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 uh, the teeth done and got it fixed. I loved Keisha with the Gap. That was with the red and blonde. That yeah. was that was my queen, my forever, my nah. Yeah, had her on the wallpaper on my iPhone 3GS. Nah, no bullshit. Terrell <laughs> was a big Keisha Cole fan. Yeah, for sure. Need to know the words. Mm-hmm. Girl, I really know you really want somebody. And we're coming to y'all live on a very rainy day. So if you're watching the uh, visual, you might see some flashes. So anybody that might be, you know, reactive to stuff like that, it's going to be some, it's been, it's been crazy out here. I mean, that's why I wanted to start with the, the, what's the name? Because I feel like on our side, on the East Coast, it's like a rainy weekend. You know uh-huh. what I mean? You should have started with that uh, Ashanti then. Rain on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> she got a catalog she could just perform for the rest of her Didn't life. Didn't she go up against Keisha Cole in a versus? Wasn't hers against Keisha Cole? That I was thought a great Keisha versus. Cole went up against Monica. Who did Monica? No, Monica went up against Brandy. Jesus Christ. Gee, that's always even worse. Right. That is worse. Keisha Cole did go up against uh, Ashanti. Monica went up against Brandy. Monica went up against Brandy. Those are two of the best verses that came out. Especially yeah. the ladies can agree. Mm-hmm. But, uh... We got a lot to talk about, I feel like, on this podcast. For I don't sure. know what's real, where you want to start. We can start wherever. Um, did you do anything special over the weekend? Oh, you know what? I can talk about my experience today. I didn't do anything special over the weekend, I can say. Uh, I don't think I did either. Damn. Did we? I don't Nothing think so. Nothing happened this weekend? Your boy went to the dentist. I want to talk about that first. All right, bet. I went to the dentist this morning. I was, dr- I was dreading going. I ain't going to lie. I haven't been to the dentist in maybe four or five years. Let me be keeping a hundred. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be keeping a hundred. I haven't been to the dentist in like four or five years, and it's not because I don't give a fuck about my teeth. You know what I'm saying? I tell Terrell, I floss, I brush, I make sure I do all of that stuff. 
because the dentist, me and Terrell grew up with a, a horrible mm-hmm. dentist. He was just bad. Like, he, all he wanted to do was pull out teeth, drill. He was a big white man. Named, what's his name? Dr. Schuster. I never forget. Dr. Schuster. What? Yeah. He just sounded like a big motherfucker with the pliers. I used to just think about him sitting there with the pliers. Yeah. That was terrible. coming out. And look, they didn't, look, now they say you might have to get a tooth extracted. He used to say pulled. Yeah, we're going to And then you see too. this big white man pulling yeah. your mouth. <laughs> if you've never got a tooth pulled, that is the intense They don't do it like feeling. they, they don't do that no more. Now they, they don't do that no more. Now they now do that little slice. They slice and then slide your tooth out and stitch. They didn't used to do that. Back in the day, they would numb you and, and pull that motherfucker out. You're going to feel some pressure. <laughs> you can yeah. feel this motherfucker. You can see this bicep and tricep <laughs> working on your mouth. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> it felt like this motherfucker's pulling your jawline on. Anyway. Uh, man. Went to the dentist today. I ain't going to lie. The dentist was... I did not go to this great dentist. And I'm not going to say... I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak bad. I'm getting ready to say, damn. I didn't go to like this world-renowned, this reputable. It wasn't uh-huh. in a beautiful office building. It wasn't in a beautiful outside building. I went to this back. It looked like I was in some apartments. This big office building. The door was door looking all raggedy. I said, that's it. When I pulled <laughs> up, when I pulled up, I went in that joint. You know, one thing that I noticed about a uh, dentist's office, when you go in, you see all of the files and paperwork. That's one mm-hmm. thing about a dentist's office. That's how, if you were to shoot a, a movie, your set design would know, okay, we're going to have nothing but files. Like, they still do it the old school way. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? You got a file. Oh, it's like a big wall of files in there. The lady in there, I don't give a fuck if that's one of y'all mothers or whatever. She's an asshole. She's a complete asshole. We I was, swear, all medical receptionists just don't, they just have that same attitude everywhere you go. The dentist that I went to has two point something stars on whatever their reviews is. All the reviews are just shitting on the receptionist. Service was great. Receptionist is an asshole. Damn. Even me trying to call and set up my appointment, I just felt like, fuck is this lady problem? You know what I'm saying? Somebody need to sit her ass down and read her them comments and I'm watch saying. her stupid ass sit there and have to listen to it. She sit down. I ain't going to disrespect her call her stupid. You know what I'm saying? But I am, I will say she's an asshole. I'll take it back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can tell she answered the phone like it's her house. That's like when you're talking to her, it's like, this don't sound like, you know how you can hear the customer service and the willingness to help? Uh-huh. You don't get that when you talk you to her. You feel like you bothering her. Yeah. Of course, I went, I don't know, how, last time y'all went to the dentist, I went in, they gave me the clipboard, and you got to, she said, front, you got to fill out, the first page is front and back, second page you just signed. I said, back, the first page, and the, the, the first page that was front and back, shit felt like a damn homework assignment, all them damn questions I have to look, <laughs> check off. Do you feel, you know what I'm saying, are, are you, do you like your smile, do you not like your smile, are you eager to take care of your teeth, you got to check all these boxes, I did that, um, and I ain't gonna y'all. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Palms is sweaty, knees weak, arms uh-huh. is heavy. It's vomiting on my sweater Sweat already. already. That's uh-huh. my spaghetti. I'm nervous, but on the surface, he looks calming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one of the greatest songs of all time. Nah, yeah, Oscar-winning <laughs> song. But um, it is. Damn. Yes. Look, think about how deserving of an Oscar that song. Is. Do you know every Eminem album has gone number one? He has ten number one albums in a row. That's no surprise. Cause we were talking about Beyonce. We'll get to that, but. That's Ridiculous. random as shit, but all I'm saying is I was nervous as fuck. Every time she came to the door, I'm like, oh. and then you know what's funny? She kept calling me Mosby, Mr. Mosby. <laughs> it was like all you right. look like Mr. Mosby, boy. <laughs> Sweet life. 
<laughs> it's funny as shit. But like, uh, keep going. I'm gonna get water. Oh, you good? When she called me up there. Oh, I'm sorry. When they finally called my name back, I went back there. They sat me down and immediately started the X-ray process. He said, "Hi, how you doing, man? I'm the uh, assistant. We're gonna do your X-rays." Did the X-ray. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Did the X-ray, and I had to bite down on that little. Ooh. Cardboard joint with the joint like this, and it's cutting your roof of your mouth while simultaneously cutting the bottom lining of your uh-huh. under your tongue. Yeah, that's the fucking worst. But it wasn't that bad this time around. You know what I'm saying? I think when you have a smaller, when you're younger and you're like physically smaller and you can't, you don't have a big as big of a bite, then it's that, then it's then it's worse. But my dentist came in. He was a dentist. He was cool. I'm not gonna lie. The dentist was cool. The receptionist was cool. I'm not saying not receptionist. The dentist and the, his assistant. They were cool, man. Both two brothers. I felt comfortable as hell back then. That was the first time I ever felt that comfortable in a dentist chair. I don't know if it's because I'm a little bit older, but mm-hmm. y'all, I felt comfortable. Uh, the worst part of the dentist to me is when they're doing another exam. Like he got the mirror in my mouth and the, the pick. And what they do is, give me your hand real quick, Terrell. They'll go on a tooth and do this. Ooh. And they'll push up, you know what I'm saying? And he uh-huh. was telling me, he said, when we do that, we're checking to see if these little things that we feel are cavities or if it ain't. Look at the dental people who might uh, know right, what yeah. I'm talking <laughs> about. They're like, no, the fuck, he's not. But he said, if it's sticky, if it gets stuck in there when we try to pull it out, then that's a cavity. That's what he told me. I don't know if my dentist was A1, y'all. And I'm going to get to that. Okay. Like, I'm going to keep it a honey. He did, you know what I'm saying, the, he did the, the flaw sin and all of that stuff. And that shit definitely hurt. All of that shit hurt, and I floss every day. Every morning, every night, I floss. You know what I'm saying? These motherfuckers be But when he flossing. do it, you know how when you floss, you try to be easy and not let it pop through? You're mm-hmm. not trying to do that? They don't give he a fuck. He didn't give a fuck. And mm-hmm. look, he was on the back, and I just knew he had to get all the way up here. I'm like, uh-huh. You know how the cartoons draw off with that tile? Yeah. That's how they do your motherfucking mouth. And they have the flosser machine where he's, you can feel him pushing it in the front and then pushing it in the, the other side of your tooth. My whole mouth is just sore right now. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. I just feel like somebody hit me in my face. But this is, what I, this is one of the things I had issue with. I just feel like my dentist was mad old school. Didn't really seem to, you know, your dentist will shut you down on shit. Uh-huh. I asked him, I said, uh, what did I ask him? I said, what's a... Uh, I said, I'm using a medium toothbrush because Terrell dumbass told me to use a medium toothbrush. Because them soft toothbrushes don't feel like they're doing shit. They feel like you polishing your teeth versus brushing. He was like, only use a soft toothbrush. Don't only, you should only use a soft toothbrush. I don't know why they make medium toothbrush, toothbrushes. And I'm like, they okay, make, cool. They make hard toothbrushes too. What are they for? And my, this, this is what I don't like. Why is my dentist telling me, I don't know why they make medium? Hold up. You shouldn't know that because you're a dentist. You know, they yeah. make me a toothbrush because of it. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that threw me. And then look, I felt like it was about to be over soon. And that threw me too. Like he would be like, all right, we just want to add some gloss and then you'd be on your way. And I'm like, y'all haven't even told me what y'all seen in my mouth yet. You know what I'm saying? You know, they do the exam and then at the end they say, all right, so we found. On, yeah, and tooth number seven. Twelve. On tooth seven and tooth this is that. You know what I'm saying? When I first came in, I said, I, I'm having some little irritation on my left side. So. Once we was done, he said, all right, man, go ahead and lean up. Three cavities. And I said, damn, that's all good. He said, but man, he said, they on the, he said they on the, they're all on your right side. Mind you, I came in with sensitivity on the left. Uh-huh. So I'm like, damn, knocking on the left? And he was like, uh, 
You got three cavities on your right side, man. He said, trust me, man. They stay so small, I probably won't even have to numb you. Whoa. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> numb me. I don't know how fucking tough you think I am. You're numbing me. Yeah. And I said, hey, whoa, I don't know about that. I appreciate you telling me that they small, but he said, man, they so small, such small cavities. I said, but this tooth, you didn't see nothing on this tooth? He was like, look, mm, I'm leaning back now. You know what I'm saying? He said, let me see it. Let me take another look. What was you doing? <laughs> what was you doing looking? So he's looking back at that tooth. He said, this one. Did he went on the tooth and went, look, did the little digging thing. He said, this is a strong tooth, man. You see that? If I were to dig in like this, and if, and if, and if it don't stick, then that's not a cavity. And I'm like, all right. And I said, you know, I got a chief up here. trying to check. You know, I got a little, uh, you ain't want to look at that one because that one was one that was scaring me too. At one point, I was having pain in that tooth. And he said, Mm, I'm going back again. <laughs> this motherfucker grabbing the light and bringing it back over me. Let me take a look at that one. He get a look, scraping it, touching and shit. And he was like, you know what? That tooth looks fine. He said, that tooth looks fine. And he said, it might. He said, the way that enamel has grown in on that tooth, the way the tooth has just grown in your mouth, he said, it looks and it might look like a chip, but honestly, we could fill it in if you wanted to fill it in. And I'm like, if I want to fill it in, I'm, I need to know if I have to. If you know I, what I'm yeah. saying? So I said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know. So I right, bet. Then I was like, all right. He said, you got any other questions? I said, uh, is there any toothpaste you would recommend? And like maybe your go-to, something you would recommend? He said, whatever you like, whatever you use, all I recommend is the brush. I said, somebody come get this motherfucker, man. <laughs> Who the fuck am I sitting in front of? What dentist you go to, they don't tell you what toothpaste to get. Your dentist will normally say, stay away from that charcoal bullshit. Or, look, stay away from the this, the that, the, the whitening. Do, be careful of this. Be careful of that. You know what I'm saying? He didn't, tell, he didn't tell me none of that. And then, look, the fact that he didn't I, didn't, I don't have a cavity on the left side of my mouth. But if I ever have pain in my mouth, it's on the left side. The, the main side that I can eat on is my right side. But he yeah. said, you know, you got a feeling in there. Sometimes feelings have crackings. And if you get something right between the crack, then it could irritate you, but it's not a cavity. It's just getting through your feeling. So we might have to go in and redo or whatever. And I said, all right, that, that kind of makes sense. But it just, it just made me feel like, you know what? This is exactly why I do not like any of this. I hate the dentist. I hate the dentist because even now, somebody who was always a little skeptical, now I went and now I'm like, hold up. Is this even... They didn't even refer you for bra braces? They didn't say, yo, you need to do that? Well, he said, you ever thought about braces? You could do it. You can, you, you can, you know what I'm saying? You oh, should okay. get them. And I was like, well, how long do I have to have them? He said, you probably haven't about to have them for like about two years. I said, man, I thought about braces. I thought about Invisalign. He was like, don't do that. No Invisalign. I'm like, I got an old motherfucker sitting in front of me. He wants you to get that old school iron in your mouth. He wants me to get the real deal. And I told him, I said, you know what? I, I wouldn't want to do Invisalign for real. You I'm not trying to walk around with the mouthpiece in. But, you know, you should have asked him, what you feel about Smile Direct Club or one of them Instagram joints? He'd have been like, what I the? I don't tolerate that bullshit. Well, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I had an OG doctor. I ain't going to lie. I told, I was with somebody. Uh, I said, this, uh, I said, his book of knowledge on like, Dentistry could date all the way back to when he graduated. You know what I'm saying? You get with yeah. a young dentist these days. They got that, they new, got that edu new education. Mm -hmm. Know how to use the new shit. Mm -hmm. And these new, de bro, they have dentists now that they don't even put the little plastic joint yeah. in your mouth to do the x ray. 
there's a machine that scans your face and it'll put put a, a 3D model of your whole mouth. You see, we ain't of do course, that. We those did the are, old school joint. Yeah, those dentists are expensive as fuck. And when they were looking at my my X-ray, it was pictures that was like this big. They looking at these little ass pictures. I'm like, Damn. they have this joint, the big. See that? Hell no. Nah. They had little, it looked like Polaroid pictures of my teeth. And you know what's fucked up? They didn't even tell me where on my tooth the cavity was. You know how they say you have a cavity on the right side, or your cavity is right here and right here. He just said you got three cavities on the right side. Need to get them filled. Probably won't even have to numb you. They so small. Hold up, Jack. I need a shot at least. I need something. You want it? Okay. And that's my thing. I don't want to type, I don't want to make no type of choice. You know, I don't want to make choices or as you get older, assessments though, in a dentist. I feel like as I've gotten older, my visits to the dentist and doctor are all like, yeah. When you go to the doctor when you're young, they say, so, you know, tell me about this and that, X, Y, Z, how you feeling? All right, bet. Well, you want to make sure you're doing this, make sure you're eating green, make sure you're doing this, make sure you're doing that. And how's your back feel? Matter of fact, stand up. Let me see. Put the little cold drain on your tell back. Tell you to bend over, you uh -huh. know. Yeah, they check you out, make sure your joints are good and shit. Yeah. Um, now, the last time I went to see my doctor, number one, I, I think I don't think I said on this podcast before, he was asking me about fucking Quavo and shit. Yeah, yeah. I remember Maybe I told you that. Yeah. But this motherfucker sat down and was like, what's going on? And I'm like, well, I just want to do a checkup because, you know, I just redid my um, health insurance, mm -hmm. got whatever back. I'm telling him all of this shit, and he's like, well, any more question? I'm like... Motherfucker, you don't have no questions for me? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck do you want me to just tell you that, I'm, that I feel fine and then so you can just get on to the next motherfucker? Okay, yeah, because this motherfucker got 90 motherfuckers in the waiting room. Hell yeah. And you know what? One thing about my dentist, he was a cool ass dude. He was asking me about where I graduated school. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, you got a twin. That's dope. He was asking me about like everything. He was a real hospitable dude. Yep. Like Him and the assistant. The assistant was so cool. He was so cool. His name was Mike. Shout out Mike. He was cool. Oh, as he hell. was assistant. Oh, okay, he was cool. the assistant. He was like, I'm, an, I'm just the assistant. Dennis would be in the minute. I said, man, this is a cool brother right here. Real good brothers in here. So look, I'm not trying to shit on. Even though you just <laughs> shit on the hell. Even though, hey, look, my experience is my experience. Nah, I done sure. been to the top notch. I've been to the nine barrel before. Feel yeah, me? For sure. And then when I went to the nine barrel, the last time I went to the nine barrel, I had an Asian doctor. The nine barrel is a dentist out here if y'all have one. Yeah. When I went to the Nybauer, I had an Asian doctor. That motherfucker couldn't even speak English. They had to have some, his assistant had to tell me what he was saying. And then, when Damn, I, that is crazy. That was four <laughs> or five years ago. And then they, and he told me I had like seven cavities. He told me I needed a cap for some shit. I remember he told me I needed to do this and that. Of course, yeah, because dentists are salesmen. That's what I was thinking. They be like, trying to sell you. They, they be trying to sell you. And mom was telling me the assurance that I'm on to my dentist. They're not trying to. They're not trying to do yeah. any and everything because mm -hmm. they're not like an independent practice. They just. That's why, you know what, y'all, if y'all go, as you get older, y'all young niggas that's 20 or whatever, as you start getting older, 28 now, you got to be able to go to the doctor and speak on whatever it is you're going through. If you had an itch one day on your arm, but then it just never came back, tell your doctor about it. And what, you got to like speak on everything. That's a fact. When I made my second appointment, I went there with like two months ago, I had a headache that would not go away. What you think that is? And then I had this scratch on my back. And I think I've been going to the gym now. I got to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'll be telling them everything now. And look, because this they is what you ask. have to do, too. Make sure you do not say that. Don't say what you've been doing. Because they're just going to tell you that it came from that. Oh, yeah. You can yeah. say, I got a, I got a <laughs> shoulder pain. I just got this random shoulder pain. But, you know, I play baseball. So, you know, they're they going to say, 
oh, you know, maybe just take a couple weeks off of baseball. Or you're playing, oh, you're lifting weights, just take it easy in the gym. You know, just make sure you take it easy in the gym. Motherfucker, you don't know if I got this pain from the gym. <laughs> but I get it. They don't really know what to. Mm-hmm. And if there's any doctors that watch us or, or listen, I would be eager to know the mindset, you know what I'm saying, going in. Because yeah. he did ask me, you know what I'm saying, what's going on? You feeling any pain, feeling whatever? I was keeping it a hundred with him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they always say, you can change your doctor. If you don't like your doctor, you can change it. That is the hardest process that to is, do in that little fucking It app. really is. I'm about to go change mine, though. I just haven't found it in myself to take the time to call. But I'm glad you made this, the decision to go to the doctor. Just take care of your teeth, man. People, Nah, I've been dreading it. It's something that I, I, I told myself I had to do. When your follow-up? October. Woo! Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, it's August. So, <laughs> a whole number two months away. Yeah. Some bullshit. Hey, man. I, yeah. October. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and it'd be packed. You make an appointment today, you ain't going to get an appointment. How long ago did you make your appointment? May. I made this appointment in May. Damn, June, July, May, August. June, July, and then August. And I was like, damn, that's a minute mm-hmm. away. That's all y'all got? She was like, yup. That's when I first found out. She was a fucking asshole. All right, bet. Well, happy for you. Terrell's an asshole. Yeah, all right, Terrell. You better get your shit lined up and just go get checked. I know. Because he said, man, you don't want to come back in here when it's... You know what you can do, though? You can go up there whenever you want. You can go up there whenever you want. You just got to pay an extra $40. For real? Yeah, and to be seen. That's what he said? Well, I, when I was looking at the contract, I saw that. If you need to be ex- expre- expressed or something like that, you having pain or something shit, like if that. if I'm in a toothache, I will pay $140. Nah, no bullshit. Fuck that. But I did want to say, um, just... Switching up a little bit. Did you see the, uh, it's a study that basically said that attention spans have gotten shorter, significantly shorter since 2002. Damn. Right internet. when we started the internet, for real. For real. And honestly, we was talking about, I was talking to my girl about this shit. We was uh, talking about Vine. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking about how that shit has affected album sales and music. Because if you think about it, Nobody really wants to hear a whole verse anymore. Nah, you're right. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Like, think about Vine. And I've said this on a podcast a bunch of times, and even we, we're experiencing it now with TikTok and with Instagram. And this is where I feel like this shit affects everything, even like music, is Vine, you could tell a full story beginning, middle, end in six seconds. Six seconds. I could tell you this is the main person, this is what happened to them, and this was the result of it. Yeah. In six seconds. And now with Instagram Reels in like less than a minute and TikTok, you could tell me a story beginning, middle, end in less than a minute. And now when you think about music, think about the music that's charting. The music that's charting is the shit that's like, I can, it's just, it's, it's easy just for me to digest. Easy for me to digest. This new generation, they don't really fuck with. Three verses in a song. A yeah. long-ass conceptual album. Nah, you know yeah, saying? you're right. Brent, Fi- Brent Fire's album was not received well because it was this big concept album. Brent, Brent's album actually did well, though. I think it did do well, but I don't think it was well-received. I think it was, it, was, it was shaky, but he still did 115K. I don't think that selling a lot these days means your album is well-received. But think about I it. Think we, I think everybody checked you out. It, well, yeah. It depends on what you could get from it. Because if you think about somebody like a Pusha T, 
That nigga's rapping. You have to think. You got to be able to catch the bars he's spitting. Mm-hmm. 55,000 units. Some of these smaller artists, even though even though he didn't sell much, I feel like his album was well received. People did, people weren't it disappointed. Was. You it know? was because of who listens. But the vast majority isn't running to it. Oh, uh, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're right. I was just thinking about that shit like, damn, shit is just like, we you talking about the world spinning faster. Motherfuckers pay less attention now. Now, if you look at commercials, they get right to the point. Yeah. This shit is on sale. Use this for this because motherfuckers is not paying attention. That's true. Even with Vine, one thing I appreciated about Vine was Vine was more original than what we got now. I told mm-hmm. you, I, 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 I get so irritated getting online and seeing, oh, I'm sorry, not online, but getting on Instagram and TikTok and just seeing the same shit redone over and over again. Mm-hmm. Terrell can make a, a funny TikTok that pops and you got, now it is just natural. It's just a way of Instagram and Twitter and TikTok life to recreate and remake. Mm-hmm. Use, the, use the sound. I'm going to use the same sound that he used and make the same joke. Yeah. And nobody's going to say, yo, that came from this dude. Yeah, except the creators. But they advocate for themselves. Yeah. Even these days, people don't even care about originality as much anymore. Now it's just like, oh, he chose to. Mm-hmm. And that's why. This. That's why also in music, the shit that's original don't even do as well as the shit that comes from other shit. Now nah, you're right. Shit, even in movies, nostalgia's going to win. Even comic book movies have an element of nostalgia. 100%. Because, I mean, because they're coming from the comics. Yeah. So, all right, bet y'all about to do another Venom? Are y'all going to introduce Mass Man or whoever this fucking, you know what I'm saying? I think our creativity is really, truly going to run out. I think it, it is going to expire. Yeah. And then we're going to have a period. Like, Quentin Tarantino used to always talk about the dark ages of cinema. And it's either the 80s or the 70s where he says movies that were coming out were just not good. And then he was a part him and, of course, a bunch of others, but he was a part of this big boost in the 90s where I think movies in the 80s were good. But he was, so he was, I think he was mainly talking about the 70s or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year, y'all. But he talked about there being a, a dark point in cinema. And I think the same way we will have a dark point in cinema, we can have a dark point in social media. You know what I'm saying? Like, things are definitely moving behind our. Or I, from behind what our eyes can see, and the next level of social media and creativity, we're getting ready to, we're getting, we're getting close. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think that we'll be spending so much time on Instagram when me and you are even 30, 35, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, but I look at it as the complete opposite. Instagram is like a business. It really is. You see that tweet that was like, um... What if Instagram shut down at 6 p.m. like stores do and you have to take that time after 6 to spend it with your family or talk to somebody in real life, whatever? Like, that would be cool. But on the opposite side of that, if I am a business owner, I don't have the, the, I don't have the setback of my business closing at 6. Mm-hmm. It is a 24-7 machine. Yeah. Because motherfuckers are on Instagram all the time. So while I get it, I think Instagram is going to keep the bad thing is that, like, if they keep going towards this video shit yeah. and too many suggested posts and ads, I don't know how that's going to bode. But I just feel like people are always going to use it. It's like where people go to get news. 
Yeah, I mean, it's one. It's it's our it's our current TL. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Think about how long we've been on Instagram. When did Instagram first pop? 2010. 2010. Because mm-hmm. we had Twitter in 2009. Yep. Then iPhones got Instagram, and that's back when it was all about pictures, show what you're, what you're doing with your family, what you ate for breakfast type shit. Niggas don't know them days. A lot of people got their Instagram in 2016. Y'all made y'all page in 2017. Yeah. You don't know what them days was like early before like the ads and shit rolled yeah. in and motherfuckers figured out that they can advertise. It was it, different back then. Yeah, it used to be way more pictures. You just look at like photos. Mm-hmm. I think we're one app away from being like, all right, Instagram, cool, but I'm off. Look at what happened with Clubhouse. Remember, everybody was on Clubhouse, mainly because it was different. It was just something different to get on. It's a different Mm -hmm. form of media. And then you got Twitter adding Twitter spaces, and they just completely robbed Clubhouse of their niche. Like, Instagram stole what Snapchat was doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With the stories. Instagram did not have stories. Yeah, I remember. So it seems like whenever these new apps come out, the big dogs find what they're doing, do their own version of it, and then it will swallow whatever you have coming out. Mm-hmm. So It's like that game I be playing on Facebook. I don't know if you ever played that Facebook where you a small dot and you just got to go around and then as you get bigger, you can just... That is the best the game. It's, called, it's like a- AGRO or something. I forget. Y'all know what it is. Put in the comments. But it's just like that. The big, the big companies just swallow up the small apps because they have the, they get this big ass user base, right? So their shit's going to pop. I know somebody that's trying to uh, start an app. I forget their name or the name of their app, but it's like Instagram. I think if they bring back the days of like Bebo and MySpace, Whew. where you could put your mu- where you could put some music on your page, you can be more creative with the way your profile look. You're not just adding your attributes. You're really adding your own. Design like we was some real life coders back in the day. Like we really knew coding yeah, for yeah. real. I paid somebody to fix my page up before. A nigga named Rob. <laughs> Damn yeah, for sure. Paid him fifty dollars to do my pay, face my MySpace page. Had to send him pictures and what color you want, what this you want. And I think see that to me is dope. That's Remember your top eight. Your top eight. You, you can put, put your, your top, top eight on your page. Your uh-huh. top eight people. That was dope. There were certain aspects of that that was dope. But just to wrap up what you're saying about attention span, it's definitely been impacted. Like, definitely. For sure. Like, our, what we're looking for now, we've got it quick before. Mm-hmm. We want it quick now. And you know what? Um, I did have a, a sidebar to that. I think the kids are going to get it worse or are receiving it worse because of this shit. You know what I, I, you know what I think is weird? What? I think it's weird to make your two-year-old or three-year-old an Instagram page. I, if you if you have a uh, a page for your kid, you know how Rashad has a page for his kid? Uh-huh. I love that because it's pictures of the kid. You keep your personality on your own page, but if you want to see the baby, the baby's here. Oh, uh, yeah. I think it's weird, though, when people make a page for their kid and talk like the kid and then comment as the parent. That is weird. That is weird. Look, I had such a fun time at my birthday party. Thank you, mommy and daddy, at whoever. And then the parents comment, you welcome, baby. Hope you in. This is just weird. It's just weird. And you know what I was thinking? I agree with that. We that was, is kind of like, that, all right. That's some weird shit. What are we doing? And the thing about Michael Jackson, right? Like, Michael Jackson grew up, and I'm not, gonna, I'm, not, I'm not talking shit about him, but this is what people talk about. People talk about how he was always in the spotlight, and people always pushed him to be this way. And always had a camera on them. Think about these people. They always got to think about these families, these influencer families that always have cameras in their kids' face. Yeah. They whole childhood. 
Think about Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson grew up and he was a little weird. And you know, people said, well, yeah, I know he didn't really have this childhood like that. And he was always in the media. He never really got to live. He had to do ABC one, two, three. What y'all like doing this shit to our kids now with this shit? Because you pushing them into this. A baby got 70,000 followers. Thank you guys for 70,000. She has no idea what this is. Not but her yet. whole life growing up, she's used to like a you phone. With, with this phone in front yes. of her. Yeah. It's weird, bro. It is weird. It's different. And we won't even see the effects of it until, until we, we way are. old and now they grown and weird. Nah, you're right. That's 100%. That's actually a very good observation because... Yep. We don't. We won't be able to see exactly what comes from that until it might. Not that it's too late, but you're gonna be 48, 49, 50 years old, and you're gonna be like, I remember when these motherfuckers was two and three. Yeah, and it's 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 some shout out to the parents side that's doing it, the still keeping it official and not letting us the phones crowd. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, social media about showing off your life and what you do, and yeah. when you have a baby, that's what it is. Yeah, show my baby off. I'm a Put my baby on camera and all. Mm -hmm. And we've seen other people grow up in the spotlight and they don't end up that fucking weird. So, yeah. Who knows? That's a real good, uh, yeah, man. I was just thinking about that shit for sure. Now, uh, did you want to talk? I wanted to talk about the, uh, the 21 Savage thing. Okay, yeah. Let's get to it. I had that on my drain as well. I just didn't know what he, um, I didn't know what his response was. I have his response. I right got here. it right here. I got the video. Oh, I bet. I had the, the video here too. Um, I'll play it. 21 Savage recently came out against Atlanta and said, we need to put the guns down. We need to stop the violence or whatever. And people were calling him a hypocrite because of what he talks about in his music. And people feel like your music isn't helping, you know what I'm saying? Right. What you're trying to claim. Remember when Kanye said, uh, he was like, the culture wants you to rap about fucking somebody, bitch. And then you're talking about uh, killing niggas, and then you want to talk about police reform. Remember he said that? Uh-huh. And he was like... Nah, yeah, I remember that. that the big word That's what it reminded me of, yeah. Nah, for sure. And yeah, so basically, this is what 21 Savage said in response to people calling him a hypocrite. Uh, let's see, I got it. When I say something about how I really feel about Atlanta, like where I'm from, it's like... A lot of gun violence, a lot of killings and shootings going on. And I ain't never seen nothing like this. Like, my whole life being in Atlanta, I ain't never seen it at this point that it's at right now. Like, babies getting killed, and it's just, that's just sad. It make me depressed. But when I speak up on that, they say, oh, you a hypocrite. You, you this, you that, you do. I ain't never promoted violence. I just rap about what I've been through, or what I've heard about, what I've saw. That's not, that ain't me promoting violence. That's not me saying, yeah, violence is cool or whatever. Yeah, I, I say a lot of songs. That's, it, it's catchy. People like it. So, to me, 21 Savage, no. You're, I, I, I'm sorry. If I got to keep it 100, 21 Savage, this is, a, this is the prime case of a, right message, wrong messenger type situation mm -hmm. where you can't be the one to say this. I mean, if you can't you was, be the one to say, yeah, no violence, stop the violence. Yeah. 
even if you was like Migos saying this, it would come off different. Because Migos talk about, I had a, you know, yeah. whatever. But these niggas, be, they have songs where they just be talking about getting, they have a, more amounts of songs where they just talking about getting money and stunting on niggas, whatever. Yeah. 21 Savage. Glock in my lap. Can't leave without it. Uh, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shooters ready to gun you down. Uh, we on this slaughter gang shit, murder gang shit. It, this is that's, that's rob a nigga shoes, rob a nigga lace. <laughs> like this is your brand. This is what you promote. And I feel like him saying, "I rap about it because it's catchy." X Y Z. I'm not promoting violence. And actually, I have the tweet because he had an initial tweet response. I want to read that. Um, for what he said, he said, um, a song is for entertainment. It's not an instruction manual on how to live life. In real life, I give away a lot of money and spread financial literacy to my community. Stop trying to make me one dimensional. That's what he said in, re in response to somebody saying he was a hypocrite. But these kids out here are not, they don't, we don't know anything about the financial literacy and money that you give out. What we do know on a global scale or what Atlanta does know on a on a, a regional state level scale is what you put in your music. There's yeah. niggas that have probably shot and killed niggas listening to your songs where you talk about shooting and killing niggas. And the fact that you're famous talking about how I came from here and I do this and you talk about how you're not capping in your songs, right? Right. And I get if you're trying not to catch a Rico or something like that. Like, I get that. But... You also, and look, nobody's saying there's anything wrong with how you rap. Yeah. But leave the politics and shit and, and don't get all, don't take this stance because you just like contributing to the culture that creates it. Yeah. I feel like it's dangerous to say, I, I don't promote violence. And a song is for entertainment. Yeah, but black folks have always used our life in our art. That's just a fact. That's why a lot of rappers get hung up because... Niggas yeah. are creative, but they use in their real life, and then it ended up being, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just felt like you can't say you're not promoting violence because your song is entertainment. Nah, you are promoting violence. It does lead to more violence. Not trying to shit on hip-hop. I love hip-hop. You just can't be the guy to say this. That's nah, all. Yeah. You're literally like the killer rapper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like the big villain evil rapper. That's yeah. going to talk about, we know when you get on the track, what you about to get on. What was the joint he was just on with Drizzy? Jimmy Cooks. Jimmy right? Cooks. Uh-huh. I forgot how his verse go. Uh, nigga, say some. Uh, Terrence, you don't know it. Who's <laughs> Shaystan? Pussy, spin his whole block. Like spin it, a block like it ain't a way to Spin park. a block twice. Smack the like backside of his head like you bar. Over your foil, we come in when he get out dark. Big step, he came in the rose, but he laying in the stretcher. Let my brother drive while I shoot. Team effort. You the, you are. How the, can you say <laughs> that's not promoting violence? No, like, it is. You know what I'm saying? I can't, even if you was a filmmaker and all of your movies have violence in it, you're like, I'm not promoting violence. I'm just doing what's entertaining. Unfortunately, it is promoting violence. It is. It is. Because of how our people accept it. Right. You're not being realistic. And I get, I, I get you not trying to catch a case. Yeah. But I think even like one of my favorite artists, Nipsey Hussle, graduated from Ja-like promoting violence and his early music to legit giving game 
you know what I'm saying? In yeah. his later, if you listen to his later music, you could you could tell how he elevated above where he came from, but never forgot. But you can listen to his music and catch game. Right. I don't think Twenty One Savage is there yet, where we can listen to his music and say, "Yo, he not talking about that murder shit no more." He more so talking about right. being rich. But look, people were saying that there's pressure on him to keep up with how he started. You know? Yeah. If Twenty One Savage were to come out and say rap about, you know what I'm saying, financial literacy and stuff like that, people wouldn't accept him. He wouldn't have a career anymore. Absolutely. Arguably. I, I 100% agree. So I get what, I get exactly. And, and look, I'm not saying that he needs to rap about that. Because I'm not going to say rap about that. I feel like that is a little bit. I'm just saying you don't say that, bro. Yeah, you can't be the, you can't be you can't that guy. be the one that says put the guns down. This is like R. Kelly coming out and saying, yo, we should. It's crazy. People need to start respecting women at these women shows. and their music. But you got your songs is all about seems like you ready. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you you that might be a little bit of an extreme example, but you you get it. It's kind of like the you can't be the that you can't give this message. It's like KD coming out and saying why we can't just win, why we can't just win with the teams we on, why we can't just play with the teams we on. It's like you right, but you yeah you ain't you know what I'm saying you jaw like can't be the one to say that you can't be the one to say and it, it. We, and we not even saying there's something wrong with you whatever do what you do good look if somebody came out and said 21 savage be capping his raps he don't rap he don't live the life he rap yeah, about he just, just this nigga be lying you'll come out and say i never capping my raps nigga yeah <laughs> or you don't really got money you just talk that's just entertainment you heard what the nigga said now you gonna be on some shit. Nah, that shit that I was saying was true. I'll really, I'll really kill. Remember, really, he was like, I'll really slap. Okay, cool. We believe you, though. We believe you. You just can't be this nigga to say this. You can't be the one that comes out and says, put the guns down. Even when it's getting bad, it's like, all right, bad. Well, like, you know what I'm saying? You actually got some influence. And you see, you got celebrities who come out and they just wanna say the shit that sound right. Man, we need to put the guns down. We need to put the guns down. Nigga, you have influence. Right. Say that shit in your newest track, bro. Say that shit on your new album, you right. know? Let it even be a little interlude where you cut the music. Hey, cut the music. We need to put the guns down. We need to... If that's what you really believe. Right. Otherwise, it just looked like you saw that the gun violence went up and you said, damn, this shit got to stop. But you still going to need money, though. And you're still going to, regardless of what you say, you're still going to have an influence based on the shit you're saying. Mm -hmm. And you come from that area. Yeah. And that's the that's the power in a song like uh, "Black of the Berry," um, or that the I version that Kendrick put on to "Pimple Butterfly" at the end when they was about to fight and he did that uh, that poem. Yeah, that's the way you could artistically get your message off. Yeah, "Black of the Berry" was why that we went Trayvon down the street, hypocrite. And then at the end of "I," I was. Worse than Samuel L. and Django. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that's a good that's a good point, good example. I mean, we don't have artists. We don't have too many artists like Kendrick. Of course. Cole. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you're right. Wrong messenger. Right message, though. Do we they need to put the guns down in Atlanta? 100% 21 Savage. For sure. However, you should have known people going to call you a hypocrite. I mean, what do you expect? Right. That's like you. You know what I'm saying? That's like me saying people need to stop spending all their free time in the gym. Or people need to stop doing these fucking podcasts. Nigga, you do it. Yeah. You're They're going to say, why are you saying yeah. this? <laughs> So it's like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I understand the pressure to keep your career, but 21, 
Get it together. <laughs> yeah. But I did want to talk about this one tweet that I seen. Right. And this is kind of a touchy topic. So I'm not really going to speak on what I think or what I believe. I just want to ask questions for real. Right. This girl tweeted, why no, Why don't none of y'all niggas love y'all girlfriends for real? I don't know if you've seen this. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, can we discuss this? So many of you men are in public relationships, but y'all hate your girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand what type of tweet that is. You know what I mean? That's something that we see on the TL all the time. Yeah. And um, That's what right. I wanted to talk about with that was all of their responses. You okay. know, and the main thing I want to talk about is homophobic tendencies, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you look at the comments of, all, of what she's saying, all of the women in the quotes and the comments, all of the women were saying they're gay. It's because he's gay. They really be gay and want they homeboys. They really be gay. Uh-huh. And what I'm trying to get at is like, yo, that is homophobic. Because it's like she's talking about, look, look at the question. Why don't none of y'all niggas love y'all girlfriends for real? Okay, bet. There are answers to that. You know nah, what I'm saying? Yeah. When you ask that girl, or if you ask a woman that same question, why y'all don't be fucking with y'all boyfriends for real? Why don't y'all this? Guess what they're going to respond with? Reason. They probably yeah. going to respond with, well, this been my experience. Right, yeah. It just seems like niggas this. It feels like y'all don't be fucking with us, so we don't want to get hurt. Like, you ask a girl, why you don't post your boyfriend on your page? We could say, are you scared? Are you, are you scared? You embarrassed of, of him? Are you afraid that your girl, one of these girls going to take him? You afraid that he going to whatever? You will see them say stuff like, I don't need anybody in my business. I don't want to have no privacy. Mm-hmm. I don't want, look. People are weird and they'll go follow him. They'll go and follow him. You will say stuff like, y'all be, men will have us out here looking dumb. Mm-hmm. So they're giving you legit so reasons. So they'll give you legit reasons. We are not flooding the quoted tweets of those questions saying, they gay. <laughs> and if we were, oh, look, she gay. She just want to fuck her friends. If we were speaking like that, I think that would come off in a more mm-hmm. homophobic way. And what I want to talk about is how there's certain shit that people say that is homophobic, but we don't even really, it don't really, really on, pay, pay attention to it. You know what I'm saying? It, dep- it really depends on the group that says it. Yeah, women are the uh, women are like collectively of the biggest allies for the LGBTQ community. Believe 100%, it or not, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, especially black women, especially black women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, from supporting their businesses to advocating for them getting more publicity on uh, media, one hundred percent for the just natural friendships that they have. Yeah, they are allies, but at the same time. When it comes to a straight black male, they'll weaponize weaponize like the LGBTQ uh, community against you because they feel like that is what's going to hurt your ego or your feelings yeah. or your actions, which is backwards. It is. It is it's homophobic. It is. Only because it's like you're basically, that's like me, you know what I'm saying? I get exactly what you're saying. And I'm trying to see, I'm, I'm hoping that they can get what I'm saying because it's like to call a man gay, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like that's offensive. 
Mm-hmm. That's not supportive of the LGBTQ community. That's divisive. That make me say, that'll make a man say, you got me fucked up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if, I, if there's a gay person sitting in a room, uh-huh. it's almost like you're on, it's like you're a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. And I say, why don't these boys like whatever? Or why don't, why don't dudes whatever? And I say, that's because he a fucking Broncos fan. That's what it is. You as a Broncos fan not going to be like, man, they, look, even me as a Commanders fan, you probably a fucking Commanders fan, fuck boy. I'm sitting there like, oh, you better watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> look, what's wrong with that? <laughs> nah, well, why the fact that you saying that, and I know I'm not. No, you got, no, I'm going to let you rock. I'm going to let you rock. Why none of y'all niggas love y'all girlfriends for real? Can we discuss this? So many of you men are in public relations and hate your girlfriends. But, so if they're that way, they're gay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's almost like the trash is on that side. You know what I'm yep. saying? We talk about, yeah. You're right. And There's no understanding of what we have to say about this shit. Nah, for real. And most of the responses to the real responses from niggas that might get under there and say, you know, men go through this and that and that, a lot of them are met with, nah, they're probably gay. And... And there's not every there's, woman thinking that. That's true. It's just a, it's a big majority it of those a, responses. We can say that that is a common thing, though. Yeah. With women on Twitter nowadays. Women in period. Oh, he wants to fuck his homeboy. He want to do this. You see Think any man it. speak out about a woman. Maybe he wants a man. I just don't get it. <laughs> That's sure. homophobic, y'all like. It is. That, to me, is a homophobic There are people tendency. in a... There, I, was, I was on a, th- a thread before where I seen somebody that was in the LGBT community that was like, why every time y'all not happy with these men, y'all try to say they gay? Y'all try to put them... And the dude was like, y'all not really allies. There's friction there, but that is a very real thing. And yeah. the reality is, we talk a lot about, like, man time on this podcast and, like... So we not them niggas. But at the same time, it would be... Wrong for us not to realize that as a man, you really can't really, you really, yeah. there's not much you can really get off, like, type shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, you really can't explain yourself. They've made everything gay. You can't even go with your niggas to brunch. Why y'all going, why, as, as men, all y'all linking up, up on, on, on a Sunday drinking mimosa? That's giving, it's giving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, all right, now we can't. So we used to that, though. We not complaining. We used to it, but it is a very real thing. Yeah, and some men and some women, I can I can speak for, and and try to in a way. Some of them feel like men aren't emotionally capable of being with a woman, and their emotional capabilities are more fit for men. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. They some women feel like that a man can't handle a woman's emotions and a woman and the things that come with being with a woman. Mm-hmm. So it seems as though you would be better <laughs> fit for a man. We need a woman on this we podcast. Do, we do, we do. Like I talk this. to a woman about this and I understand that, but I just don't think they understand that side. There's three sides, straight men, straight women, and the LGBTQ community who could watch that exchange. So this is not mm-hmm. me saying I don't understand where, they, why, where they're coming from. More so than I'm saying we don't be understanding the homophobia behind that, that exchange. Mm-hmm. You not being happy with how we treat y'all, they shouldn't come up. Because yeah. when we talk about y'all, y'all don't br- we don't bring them up. We not saying y'all, nah, y'all gay. Y'all 
Y'all gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got them over there like... Damn, why we catching straights? What are they saying over there? Yeah. Yeah. So look, all I'm going to say is, things like that, ladies, not the best response. Let the, you know what I'm saying? Let the, like, you know what I'm saying? It you don't have anything who, else to say, so so you just choose to go at egos. They really be gay. They want their homeboys. All right. Your man doesn't stay home because he has more fun with his niggas than you. You think he's gay. Well, nah, you really just fucking you just lame terrible shit. to be around. How about that? How about that? And you, look, it t- could you, never be that. <laughs> with the girl I was talking to about this, I said, and the way she was talking, well, maybe man, maybe man. And I said, damn, it's crazy how it can never be y'all. It, it can never be that we don't, mm-hmm. we might, he might not fuck with the girl that he's talking to. Maybe these men are too focused on their jobs and they want to do this. You're not seeing responses like that. These men too focused on their career. They too focused on this. It's, they be gay. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, that is crazy. But we're not going to only focus on the women. This is some shit I wanted to bring to you. You know how I feel about this. Is saying pause not jaw-like homophobic? It is, 100%. It's a thousand percent homophobic. It's not homophobic. It's I'm not that. That's homophobic. And this is, how, this is the example I was going to give you. A very ridiculous one. It is, it is. It's a ridiculous one. Ted, you better it's say not, something. It's not supportive. Pause does not support the LGBT community. It is divisive. Okay. It is. Don't you ever disrespect me and think I'm with them. It is. It's almost like this is ridiculous. And this is the only thing I can think of. And y'all might think this is a ridiculous example. Imagine a white person, somebody, uh, two white people, right? I hate when people use. I know. LGBT stuff against white and black because it's very different. They're too different, but this is the way that we can get you niggas to understand. (laughs) 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 That's what we're talking Knock over the microphone. (laughs) But look, this is real shit, though. Imagine two white people standing there. And he said, uh, I want to get the three-piece chicken wing, pause. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get the candy yams and pork and beans and, and collard greens, pause. <laughs> right? You as a black person would be like, what's the pause for? <laughs> I don't want you to think that I'm black. <laughs> you know? And it's not like I'm just making, I'm just putting it out there. Or somebody saying... Damn, you know what? Last night I was saying, crazy, damn, this shit, was, this shit was bomb. This shit tastes like some watermelon. And somebody's like, pause. The other white person, pause, pause. And they're like, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I was just trying to say fruit. And you like, I understand that. I understand As it. a black person hearing that, you will be like, what the fuck is wrong with chicken, Nick? You know what I'm saying? But what they the don't fuck look, is wrong? it ain't, to me, well, I don't know. Uh, we, need, we would need a, a LGBTQ person to, to explain to us, but... All I know is you can't be like, he came up to me all hot. Like, it's like, yo, pause. But that's the thing. He's not even talking about that. Yeah, but you can't say that. He's that's, not talking about, he's nobody, because this is my thing. This is what I'm going to say to you and the fellas out there, right? When we say we don't want two dads on TV, I don't want two dads on TV. Fuck that. My son, I don't want my son watching that. Or why did they have to put the gay person in this movie? Why they got to put the gay person on this show? I don't think anybody's thinking about, about sexuality. I'm just trying to watch a show. I'm trying to do this. Nobody's thinking about sexuality. But when somebody say, damn, that shit was crazy hard last night, niggas are like, pause. <laughs> Hold up. I thought we weren't thinking about sexuality. No, but you see. 
And it is, it is the same. I will give you that. It is. It's like, yo. It is. We can't, you know? That's that's some real introspective shit. It's, but all I'll say is that we got a long way to go. That's is that's some bullshit. <laughs> That's a bullshit response. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is because that's a not political response. I'm only saying that because niggas are not just gonna stop saying Paul. They're not. I just need. I'm just putting it out there. Look, I'm gonna right, say though. I'm first. But pause. Just because my thing is, I, when I when I saw that that tweet, I said I'm not gonna get on the podcast and talk about this without talking about us too. We could talk about the ladies. The ladies may not ever stop doing that. But there's also some things we do. That's why I said homophobic tendencies. Those are two of them. That's just in in everyday world yeah. that really don't need to be like. And what you gotta remember is that if we're not thinking mm-hmm. that, why are you why are you saying pause? Why when I say this but this this button long, people or something something behind me, uh, back it up, niggas is like, pause. That's crazy. <laughs> so we got sexuality here. We do. Come on. It's in, but that pause is embedded in some people's culture because sometimes it's a uh, homophobia is embedded in some people's culture. You're right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, New York is like the pause capital of the world. They pause everything. They were just talking about how Dame Dash was pausing everything on the breakfast club. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if you, it's going to take a long... I'm not, that, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying it's going to take us a long time and there's some bullshit because yeah. it is bullshit. But... It's going to take a minute for some people to, to get out of that. Because if we're being completely honest, being gay just got to a form of normalcy in the United States. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's even countries around the world, Saudi, places that that Thor Love and Son that got that gay scene in it, it won't play here type shit. Yeah. So, like, the world, like, but in the United States, we're just getting around to some normalcy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though that they've had this movement for years. We just getting around to some normalcy for it. It's gonna take some cultures a minute to accept some niggas that pause be gay. That's the thing, yeah. So I mean, I don't. I mean, but and even if it's you culture, are, your brain is yeah. Like, and that's what that's all I'm saying. Remember what I said about the the ladies. It really ain't about that. It's not about me and you, me and your conversation. It's mm-hmm. about. The the person over here that might be a part of LGBTQ that will catch that stray. Pause. Hold up. Like I said, you with two white people, they say, uh, oh, I felt like I was getting ready to do an electric slide. Pause, pause, electric. Hold it, hold it, pause. Because you looking real black right now. He think he real black. Hold up, is he black? I get that. And they like, oh fuck no, y'all got me fucked up. Hold on, wait, nah, I was talking about the, the so-and-so dance. I wasn't talking about that shit. You see what I'm talking about? You see I how we talk it? I understand it. You as a black person over there will be like, damn, y'all, 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 y'all tripping. I get that. I just one thing that I've always hated is when people try to compare the LGBTQ movement to the black movie because it's very different. It Even though is. the blueprint was set by black folks that was followed by the LGBTQ movement and worked for them, it still has not worked for us. I feel because that. Because gay people are everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's every culture. So if I want to make a law that protects I'm protecting white folks too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? In the United States. Well, us, we the same blueprint haven't worked because it would have to grant specific shit to just you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just a funny But damn, that's a crazy Yeah, a funny joint that I wanted to bring up. It's like, all right, wow. I, it's something that I just that I that I noticed. Real introspective. Very much so. Uh don't know what you want to maybe go to. You know, I don't be having Fuck the bullshit. 
Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter. I'm sick of talking Seven, about Beyonce. We're we not even going to spend too much time on it. I got one sentence to say. Congratulations, Queen. Seventh studio album. Seventh number one album in a row. Some of, y'all, some of y'all goats haven't done that in a row. Everyone. Michael Jackson put out seven straight he has, he has albums seven. in a row. He uh, has number he, one albums in a he row. He has albums. He does not have seven straight Terrence. He has seven he number one not. albums. Does he, he or does he not? He has, All right, back. He does. Not in a row. Who gives a fuck? I'm sorry. I'm, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Beyonce. Stop stepping Did on her congratulations. Did you not just say y'all goats? I said some of y'all goats. I never right, said so one. so we need to tell you watch your mouth. You said some of y'all goats. We aren't just talking about Beyonce now. You said some of y'all goats. I said some of y'all goats haven't done that. Right. And now we're saying, guess who did? MJ. MJ haven't, doesn't have seven in a row. I'm just going to say that he did to go against you. Well, you're wrong. Because he has seven thing. number one albums. Sure. He has ten. And yo, who did Beyonce even drop this album with? People need to stop saying that. People keep saying she dropped with nobody. Do y'all know how many people didn't drop their album because Beyonce was coming in that same month? Well, that makes sense why she went number one then, because people didn't drop. Nah, it's because it's, when I come, nobody's even going to listen to your shit because I'm coming. Fuck out of here. Well, guess what? Fuck out of here. If she drops with T-Swizzle, we're having a different conversation. Let me tell you something. Bad Bunny, already number one. Beyonce, Beyonce number two this week. You saw Bad, that? First of all, Bad Bunny selling mad albums. Bad Bunny is the boogeyman of music. He has literally done 100,000 streams every single week. With Umberano Sinti. I love that album. And he did that shit. You not even really hip for real. May it came out? Yes. That joint came out a minute ago. There's there's a certain people you don't want to drop with. Brent Fiaz didn't go number one because he lost to Bad Bunny. Yeah, and now Bad Bunny is back number one. That album, bro. Terrence not really hip. I've been doing this since 2017. Nigga try to say, oh, he just started because... Nah, I've been listening to Bunny since 2018 when I was in Springfield. And I'll shout out to Lucy. Who put me on? But um, that Shout album, that album is incredible, bro. That album, you, I understand why it's still charting. He's the boogeyman. But you just mentioned somebody who really is the boogeyman, and over Adele, over Beyonce, and that's motherfucking Taylor Swift. Nah, yeah, she has the highest charting, charting first week album of all time. Beyonce don't want that smoke. Be, t- Taylor Swift last album. You heard what I said? What? Beyonce doesn't want smoke with T Swizzle. I think T Swift, Taylor Swift has got beat her and beat her for best video when I was only sixteen. Kanye was sick. <laughs> <laughs> beat her then, beating her now. <laughs> Taylor Swift got up there and gave flowers every time. She loved Beyonce, so I mean, and I love B. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna say Beyonce. It was whatever. Two different. No, that's, that's funny as shit. But of course, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has the 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 all the all seeing playable card. As does Harry Styles, as does Adele. What do you mean, all-seeing playable? The all-seeing playable card that's going to make you win in sales. The reason why Eminem has 10 number one albums. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. When we're talking about the U.S. charts. We're talking about worldwide charts. It's different for everybody. But we love talking about the Billboard 200 in U.S. Of course, Taylor Swift, white. Adele, white. Harry Styles, white. 70% of the country, white. They're, nah, of course, yeah, going to be number one. But T-Swizzle is that. She that one. Out of, out of them? Yeah. Adele did 500. Guess how much she did? 843 last outing. Damn. <laughs> it's different. It Harry is. Styles? Who was I talking to? Harry Styles is him, too. That As It Was joint, 
They're dangerous. That joint is fire, too. Look, man, shout out Beyonce. Shout out Beyonce. Number seven. one album. Hey, but you know what some of these people don't have? Can they do it seven times in a row? Past 40, can y'all do it? We going to see. Break My Soul is in my gym. Just got to the gym, and I'm getting ready. Joint. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, y'all, I'm not playing about the gym playlist. It's really coming. Literally, just give me like a couple more days. I promise y'all, I'm not really going to, I'm not loafing on that. I am building it. <laughs> you don't mean that shit. shit. You just, just running, running your, your mouth. <laughs> like you always do. You don't even believe yourself. <laughs> Jody's saw a bunch of that motherfucking door. <laughs> Open this fucking door, Yvette. All right, look, I want to play this for y'all real quick. We, uh, give me that, uh, that joint. I want to play this real quick. I got you. Uh, this is just something that I wanted to say. Or but you gonna play it? Yeah. You need me to. You want to know who your friends are? Right, Start a business. A client will become your friend quicker than your friend will become a client. You want to know who your friends are? Let it go again. Start a business. A client will become your friend quicker than your friend will become a client. I like now, that. A client will become your friend quicker than your friend will become your client. That's crazy. I 100% disagree with that sound on TikTok. And really? 100%. That's you just like know true, who Terrence. Nah. He says, do you want to know who your friends are? Start a business. A client will become your friend faster than your friend will become a client. Let me tell you something. Your friends do not have to support your business to show that they are your friends. I'm with you. They do not. If you start a smoothie business and I never buy a smoothie, that means that I'm not really your homie. You don't know what the fuck people have going on. And it is not an obligation to your friends to support your business. This is something that y'all need to understand. A client will become your friend faster than already bet. Why is that client really your friend? Let's say you cut hair. And you start a haircutting business because that was on a haircut reel. If you stop cutting hair, is that client still your friend? We don't really know because your client is your friend through a service or a smoothie or a mm-hmm. sandwich you make or hair you do. But yeah. guess what? When you become a smoothie maker and then you go and want to be a, a sandwich maker and you want to be a real estate agent, uh, a cosmetologist, makeup artist, guess who's still your friend through each one of those endeavors? Your friends. They're the ones who will support you through all of your moonshots. But we think it's cool and we want to say, man, you're not my friend because you ain't support my business. You ever see that joint where it was like, uh, it's something that's just like this. But you see this a lot on mm-hmm. IG and TikTok where it's like, your client, you'll get more friends from your clients. Are they really your friends or are they really fucking with your service so that they're now... They're giving you a friend vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never put it on none of my niggas to listen to our podcast. None of my niggas to buy any merch. Hit Patreon. the like, comment, yep. share, or subscribe. I don't care. Because we was here before I started this business. And you can't let your aspirations for business cloud real friendships that were built before you even had that. Right. No, and I sure. think that's important. It's like, it sounds good. A client will become your friend 
before your friend become your client. Yo, your friend don't have to be your client. That is the number one message I want to say behind true. Now, what do you think? Because uh, the reason why I had this, I had a job like agree with it is because I do think that a good way to show your friendship is to support in some way, whether that's reposting a flyer or liking. If somebody say, everybody tag blue baby in my rap. Does it really, if, if your friends should be the ones to be dropping those ads to him or if you if my man started a sandwich shop, yeah, I should go and get a sandwich. And I, mm -hmm. I can understand that you thinking since I'm your friend, I would be there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I, I 1000% agree with you saying, I think you said it perfect about how I don't have to do that because at the end of the day, if some shit go down, well now... I, they, what they should have said is, you want to know who your friends are, start a GoFundMe and say you struggling. Nah, no bullshit. Nobody's asking for $500, $150. But you're going to spend three, four, five, six, seven dollars at Checkers, Wendy's. Yeah. See how many niggas drop you five, six, seven. Something. You know? So I do get that, like, nobody is obligated to. Yeah. Because when real shit happen, those are your friends be the ones that swing by the house. Yeah. Some shit happened to your mom, I'm coming with chicken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm filling the fridge up. Like that is a friend. That's a I friend. could have never bought any one of your t-shirts. And your friends might not fuck with what you do. It's just a fact. Your friends That's might fact. not fuck with your shirts. Your friends might not fuck with your podcast. Your podcast mm -hmm. or whatever you do enough to support. Where now you judging their friendship based on how they support your business. That's backwards, backwards, backwards. Yeah. And you're going to lose them friends, and then you ain't going to have no more clients. And look, what happens when you have no clients and no friends? You're really going to be down bad. You're really going to be down bad. Just wanted to spread that uh, spread that one because that was something mm -hmm. that I seen. And then look, just to end off the social media thing, stop getting on social media and telling people how you don't get on social media. Or how you're so busy for social media. I just, I can't, I get on social media. It's, we don't give a fuck. We really do not care that you don't really fuck with social media. And we don't want to see you get on social media to say, it's crazy how I don't be on social media like that. I don't know how y'all do social media. Fucking get off. Yeah. Leave. I, it's like when people post and say, phone on, do not disturb. We okay. don't give a fuck. We're not going to disturb. I'm scrolling right by this. Right. Feel me? Look, it's like going to a party. And saying, I really don't do parties like that. Y'all don't know how y'all can do parties. How y'all party? Get the fuck out. <laughs> right now, we at a fucking party. And you here. And you're here. You're doing it. <laughs> you're on social media talking about and retweeting shit that says, I don't really do the social media shit. And guess what? You on that 17,000 tweets. Get the fuck out of here. That's it. Man. Hey, I did want to ask you about the... Uh, we was talking about, who was I listening to? We were talking about the victim mentality. Right? Okay. And basically, is playing the victim or being a victim something that people should embrace? Embrace? Is, yeah. Or is it something that they should break out of? And that's something that, hear me out. People will tell you the reason you can't get anywhere is because you got this victim mentality. Yeah, you didn't have your dad growing up. Yeah, you didn't have this. 
Yeah, this happened to you. But as long as you reflect on that, as long as you keep holding on to that, that's the reason why you can't get from point A to point B. Yeah. There are some elements to truth to that. But I think I think it's dangerous to weaponize somebody's experience against their progress. Okay. Because that makes it seem like some bad shit happened to you. And now, since you're thinking about the bad shit that happened to you, that's why you're also not progressing in life. To me, that is dangerous. And it's also false because you're not always the victim. Think about this. Um, I was uh, talking to a guy that's from Ghana. Yeah. Right? And shout out to uh, all of the Ghanaians out there. But he said, um, what I, in my experience, coming to the United States... People that are from here, like black Americans, can sometimes have that victim mentality where they blame the white man for this and they blame the white man for that. And in my experience, coming over here, it seemed like the Africans be getting to the work. They don't come over here and complain. They just get to it, right? And so what I said was that victim mentality you talking about if we didn't have that, if we didn't embrace that quote unquote yes. mentality, we wouldn't have the door wouldn't have been open for you to come here. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just a weird question. Should it be embraced or should it be it's like both. You shouldn't let it hold you back and in turn you should embrace You know what I'm saying? It's like one of those things where I'm like, "All right, like there's definitely a victim mentality in the world, and people mm. love to play victim, but like, it's almost like you're, I don't, I, see, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where, of course, it's almost like you can guess my response type shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Of course, you shouldn't let it hold you back. You shouldn't let this be the, th- the reason why you always say, oh, you know what? When me and Terrell didn't get the director position when we was in full sale, we was going for them films, mm-hmm. we had a victim mentality. But we knew why. We thought we knew why. But we did. And see, that's exactly that's what I'm thing. talking we about. We don't know, Terrell. But that's exactly what you I'm talking 19, about. Me and you was 19 years old back Terrence, then. And I not, can't say that the 19-year-old me was really ready to do that job. But Terrence, you went up there with a story you wrote in front of a panel of seven white men that you could not um, relate to. Yeah. That didn't understand you. You were still a, a young DMV talking. You know what I'm saying? They just couldn't relate to you. Nah, you're right. You're not crazy for thinking that. And people will tell you, see, you're playing the victim, and that's why you're not getting anywhere. Where do I go from there? But I even can if I had to go back, back to now the and say that I wasn't ready. You can look back now and say that because you where you are now. But does that mean that me playing the victim back then and trying to say, oh, it's because they was white and couldn't understand me. Is that true? Or was I really just not ready? Did you play the victim or did you use that to do what you did, which was bet since I didn't get this, we about to do this. And we did our own movie. We did our own short film. Yeah. But so, I still, I, but that's why I said it's like, oh, I played the victim and that inspired me to embrace what they thought and go against that. I was just watching that joint. It was an old joint where the lady heard the lady was supposed to be on the Kings. That, that lady, I forget her name. She was supposed to be on the Queens of Comedy. And mm. she said she had got on a call with, with 
Samore and all Adele Givens and all these people. And she said they was talking about me and they didn't know I was on the phone and they was talking I remember about my that. parents. They talked about, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. My ability to be funny and they didn't know why I should be on there. And I stayed on the call. I ended up dropping it off. And she was like, I worked with Samore on this. I worked with this person on this. And to this day, they didn't know that I mm-hmm. didn't do that. And people would say, well, why do you say it now? And she was like, because I'm right where I belong. That shit was a great ass video. And that was her basically saying... I chose, she said, one of the best things she said was, I was bruised, but I wasn't broken. That was the realest right. shit Love ever. It. Love it. Your bruises don't break you. Mm. And I think you what you might not have had your dad in your life, so you might be a certain way. But nobody going to tell you that playing the victim is cool. And everybody will tell you to embrace what you didn't dang- have. But I think it's dangerous to tell somebody that they playing the victim because they're speaking on some shit that happened to them. Okay, yeah. That's what I think is dangerous. I think it's dangerous when somebody says, well, you know, I never had my dad, so for me, it's been tough X, Y, Z. Because that, you're, you're speaking from a place, when you tell somebody that, you're speaking from a place where you already figured your shit out. You might not have had your dad either, but I'm already here. I didn't have my dad, but I'm here. All right, cool. So you already figured it out. But at one point, you didn't have it figured out. Yeah. And if somebody told you basically, get over it and start working, I'm just saying it doesn't help. No, I don't. And don't let people take your experience and make it seem like you still crying or you still, you need to be, nah. You do that shit at your own pace and you let that shit inspire you to do the next thing. And don't let somebody make you feel like you smaller than what you are. Yeah, where you come from is definitely where you come from. Nobody can change that. What you experience, you experience. Nobody can change that. You know what I'm saying? Right. If somebody can identify or try to just create that you're being a victim, that is dangerous. That is like, yo, I definitely came from this. So you can't really speak on what I came from. You can really only, right. you know, you're right. I so, and right. And sometimes it's misplaced. 100%. We're getting real introspective. Yeah. Let's talk about The Rock and what The Rock said. We need to talk about that. That's something we were supposed to talk about, right? Maybe oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because okay. we disagreed on that. We did. The Rock came out there, asked The Rock if he could be anybody's pet. Whose pet would he be? Any celebrity's pet? He said Meg the Stallion. Uh-huh. Right? And Meg the Stallion boyfriend came out and said some shit like, he said, we name all our dogs after numbers. Focus on your wife learning how to season food or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He said, just teach your wife to use seasoning. You'll be all right. Moana is the shit, though. Corny as shit. Annoying. <laughs> But Terrell thinks that that, that, that's was corny. Disrespect, that was disrespectful to Rock. Nah, I don't think it's disrespectful to Rock. I think it's corny. You looking like a nigga that's never had a bad bitch before. How? Because this is my thing. Did The Rock say... Okay, so let's start here. Was, do you think what The Rock said was disrespectful? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You got me fucked up. All that's right. my wife. So, all right, so, that's all right. my girl. What the fuck you talking about? So tell why us, you want to be? Let tell me ask us why. You. Why does the Rock want to be my girl pet? For what? Terrence, it was a question, and Terrence, obviously, no, no. okay, bet we know what the joke. question was. It was a joke, but what's funny about it? What Terrence, was funny? Listen, what was funny? It was answer a joke. that, Terrence. What was funny about it? It was funny because it's like she's a rapper and she oh, she, so she's sexual. She whatever. He so want to like, be her pet because she a rapper. If I could be anybody's pet. 
Why not be the stallion's pet? I mean, why would he want to be the... Why? Okay, Terrence. So since you got all these fucking questions, tell me why it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful because you saying you want to be my wife's pet, so you... So jolly. what's disrespectful about it, Terrence? you know Meg the stallion has ass. You want to be close what? to... What? You want to be close to... And y'all tell me if I'm wrong. A man says if I could be anything... If I could be anybody's pet, if I could be anybody's pet, I want to be Meg the stallion. We all know what Meg the stallion is known for. Yaddy 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 body yaddy 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 fat ass twerking bending over you think he want to be her pet because he want to sit there and hear her freestyle no Terrell I don't you want to be her pet so you can be low-key laid up under Meg the Stallion it, and that is disrespectful if Chris Rock said this like right still disrespectful but you know what it's a joke right it's a disrespectful joke but okay so it's a, all right, cool. I'll give you that. What Party did still was corny. First I, of all, that was corny. Do you think that what he did was corny? Or I you can think admit he, that he maybe should have handled it a little bit different, but I'm also not mad at how he handled it. You can't really control a man for how he you, feels during disrespect. You, nah, to me, that's corny. I'm going to give you the, the prime example. It's like what we just saw, with, like I told Terrence. Kevin Gates. Put out that crazy ass verse where he's talking about Beyonce. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can feel how he wanna feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Like Jay. Jay, I mean. Yeah. Jay-Z can feel how he wanna feel. But going online and commenting, yo, you wild, yeah, you wild as shit, that would not be a smart move. You know why? It makes you look away. You thought this was making you look tough. It actually made you look diff it actually makes you look even worse. And I'ma tell you why. Because when you a nigga that's used to dealing with a baddie, like if you used to dealing with a, a woman that gets a lot of attention, there's gonna be niggas. Terrence, you've dealt with women in school. When we was back in school, where you've dealt with women or girls where these young 10th graders might be like, you know that girl such and such in 10th grade? Yeah, she got a fat ass. You know that senior such and such? Your girl. Yeah, that ass is crazy. Mm -hmm. If you go at all these 10th grading and young niggas and everybody that's commenting on your girl, it make you look away. You brush that shit off because I'm used to having a baddie. My girl's going to get attention. Niggas are going to say what they're going to say. I've been walking with a drink before and a nigga say some shit. Like, bro, it happens. It make you look worse when you come out and try to say, look, teach your wife how to season. Do you know who you're talking to? And there's a reason why you deleted the comment. You know why he deleted the comment? He deleted it and said, I felt like people were taking it the wrong way, like they thought I was salty. Nah, nigga, you was salty, which is why you commented, and you didn't even comment back with some witty shit. You comment back and tried to go for the jugular, like teach your wife how to season. Whoa, you must have really been hurt. I mean, I, I can agree that teaching your wife how to season thing is, is one thing, but what if he came out and said, man, ha ha, we can and my dog's falls over here. Why don't you worry about what you got over there? I worry about mine. Moana was dope, though. Would you have said the same thing that he looked weak then? I think it's less disrespect. I think it's take it, the, the seasoning part out. The, take the seasoning part out, it might have been a little bit better. If he would have been like, hey, watch your mouth, Rock, LOL. It don't, no LOL. I liked it, but I liked no it LOL. because it's, 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 at the end of the day, it's, I'm Rashad Tate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to be, it's not, there's no smoke, but I'm letting you know I'm here. The oh, same, Councilman Tate. Yeah. The same thing. Councilman Tate is not a good example, Terrell. Terrence, he was horrible. 
Even though I'm he was saying, a business I'm man. I'm talking about he, being about He to, got ridiculous towards the end when he's a professor. He was. But the reason why I use him as an example is the example of I'm not fucking around, but I'm smiling while I'm telling you this shit. The same thing Jeff Bezos did with Leo. Leo was talking to his girl. Leo girl, ain't say shit like that. I know, but look, though. Leo in your girl face and your girl talking. You know what Jeff Bezos came out and said? LOL, some shit. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was nothing not, because I'm not Leo insecure. Leo didn't say no shit like that. I you feel got like me. What, what Leo did was worse. Let me say shit. Go ahead. What Leo did was worse. Leo didn't do anything. He's wrapping your girl up in your face. His fucking girl comes up to me saying he, she loves my movies. I'm just simply talking to her. She's loving me. The internet creates a thing. And you're making it seem like I did some shit wrong if I'm Leo? You make of it, course you're going to play the ha-ha role. But you making it seem the like The Rock, Rock said some wild shit. He didn't even say nothing wild. I, I can, don't like that. I don't like that. Don't comment about trying to be... Don't try. Don't say no slick shit like that. And first off, first off, you The Rock. I can get... I, I keep it 100. This is, this is a... This is a... Yeah, I'm used to having bad bitches and niggas going to say something. You think party don't go to the club and niggas say, Man, the stallion ass crazy. This is The Rock. I'm intimidated. I would be smitten by the rock when he came around. I'd be like, look at this brother. This is the fucking rock. If he's at my girl, it's like, whoa, brother, you need to fucking chill the fuck out. You know why? I just feel like that make you look away as a man. You can say whatever you want to wrong, but fuck how you feel. I don't fuck with that. Don't say you wish you, you was weak. my don't say you wish you was my 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 girl. That's innocent. Listen, Terrell, don't say. You wish you was my girl's dog because we know what you insinuating. You trying to make it seem like he said he would want to just be made because Million Styles are cool shit. Nah, Terrell, we know what that means. That's like me saying, nah, wait. That's like me saying, oh, if I could be anybody's pet, it would be Nicki Minaj. It'd be Cardi B. It'd be, it's so like a woman with a, a woman known for her sexuality means you trying to get sexual with her, y'all like, or be close to it. And as a man who fucks with his woman, you're not about to say nothing about my chick, and I don't give a fuck what y'all think. I'm insecure. I don't give a fuck. It makes you look weak as shit. I don't give a fuck. You're not gonna. You're gonna know not to. You're gonna know to watch your fucking mouth around what's mine. You can say whatever you weak, want. Play weak, politics. Weak as fuck. Play politics or whatever. But bro, some niggas, all niggas, aren't weak. But because Terrence. they won't let a man say you're not weak because you won't play councilman if, Tate. Sometimes you gotta be ghost. If your if somebody is dead ass serious or says some crazy Kevin Gates shit, cool. A nigga that is married with two little girls that posts his wife often, y'all, cause you making it seem like The Rock was serious. It was clearly a joke. If a comedian said it on stage, you wouldn't say, "Hey, I seen your show and you need to watch my," cause you know it's a joke. It's a joke, is what it was. The Rock wasn't serious about getting with Meg. He got a whole wife and but two my girls. Thing is this. Why are you making it seem like the nigga? He might not you fuck it with seem a like man. He might not fuck with a man making a joke about his lady like that, bro. But this is my thing. If they said, who we know what you who mean by saying that. I felt like if he would have said, and you, I ask you this. If the question was, what celebrity would you want to be your pet? And he said, Meg, that's disrespect. That's to a little me, far. that's the same thing. It's not. It's like... It's, it's funny because it's like, whose celebrity will you want to be their pet? In the movie Super Pets that they were promoting, they were literally superheroes' I pets. I know. So, like, I don't see this big disrespect, because watch your mouth thing. Why I don't Meg see the it. Stallion? If The Rock's wife can come to him and say, why Meg the Stallion, you want to be her pet? 
And it's that same energy. The Rockets, the Rockets say, look, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It is. So you let you say, all right, babe, you got a girl. Let you say, if you can be anybody's pet, Terrell, who would you be? And you say some chick, your girl's going to be like, why do you want to be her pet? You are not just getting away with, it was a joke. I am working. Joke. I am working. This is content. That's bullshit. You're not getting away with that. Rock, you're not getting away with that. Yeah. And guess what? Unfortunately, Terrence. Rock, you tried the wrong one. Party's not rocking for that. I'm not really that mad at him for, for his response. Niggas say shit that they think is cool and it's low-key. Not cool. It's disrespectful. I'm going to keep it 100. I'm walking out the gym with this girl, right? I'm not going to say no names. Right? Uh-huh. I'm walking out of the gym with this girl, open the door, let her in, close the door. This nigga tells me, if I could be you for one day, and I did not fuck with that. You want to know why? Why you want to be me for one day? Why? That's disrespectful to me. I don't give a fuck if your girl nice. I don't give a fuck if, oh, you're being sensitive. I didn't say nothing to him. I ain't pop off on him. Exactly. Stop right there. That's because he's different. Old, he's an old head. And you knew what, though? This old motherfucker just told her what? An incense? A, a disrespectful joke. But that, to but me. But Terrence, if you would have said, hey, nigga, why don't you go home and teach your wife how to, because you, niggas would look at you and be like, this nigga low-key wildin'. I don't think you can judge a man's response to some shit like that and try to immediately say that he don't know what it's like to have a bad woman and that he's insensitive. Because niggas like Jay, look at Jay. Jay is the bar. You know what? That girl tweeted the other day. It was the truest thing. We got to stop looking at, I don't know if you've seen that tweet. She said, we got to stop looking at speaking up for yourselves and not letting people play with you as you being sensitive or not knowing how to control your emotions. Because sometimes you have to let people know, I'm not rocking with this. The Rock, you are a built-ass, attractive to women and men. Everybody fucking loves you. Back the fuck off and deal with your fucking wife. Don't be talking about my wife in no type of way. And this is my thing. Y'all can disagree with me, but... Hey, I'm not saying that I would have did the same as Party. Because I know you would, and that's what's crazy. I love The I Rock. I know he you might, wouldn't. He might not fuck with or know The Rock like that. And it's like, yo, you know what, Rock? I'm not fucking with this. But I don't blame him. You want my, you want to be my wife's pet for what? You're not saying, you know what I'm saying? If I could get, if I could spend a day with anybody, it would be Beyonce. You know? She, she's incredible. Think about Jay. You talking about Jay. Jay is 100% the sensitive nigga you talking yeah, about. Because Jay, Jay will reach out. This, Would you say? This is ho. This is ho. <laughs> Answer your phone. Tant. So but Jay-Z Jay is, is your sensitive guy too. Jay-Z. It, it, it's, but remember, it's not about the action more than it is how that looks. You don't like the way that he said it in a comment. I don't like. You look terrible. It makes you look like. You've never had a bad bitch before. I'm sorry. I don't think so. I don't think so. So when Jay. Reached out to who did he reach out to and said, Yo, oh. why you say that? Does that make uh, Jay look like he never had a bad bitch? Nah, because number one, that's my wife. Oh my, all right, bet we done with this. Well, convo. Hold on, wait, hold on, wait. And done did with Jay it. get on a public platform to it's public and show the world that I'm an insecure it's nigga? Publicly, nah, it's publicly known. He didn't. It's publicly Party, known. Party, that's your it's girlfriend. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Nah, it's not, Terrence. Niggas don't look. And when you dealing with somebody that's famous as fuck like that, and look, the person that Jay reached out to was because it was on some disrespect shit. 
It was disrespect. Not a joke. He reached out to Offset. Because Offset called Beyonce a bitch. Disrespect. That is disrespectful. He didn't make but a joke said, and say, if like, I could... your bitch, my bitch, or something like that, Jay-Z... Jay well, he said something like that. Like, it was like a, a rap lyric. Still, you referring to... You can to get off. It was a lyric. We call everybody. We call our girls bitches. But Terrence, you're not... You're don't Jay-Z say, my bitch, my bitch got a... Don't he? Jay-Z say something like that. Nah, he don't. He, well, he don't. might. He might have got close and said, beach. Keep your beach because my beach is better. <laughs> but look, my Jay don't play the Jay, disrespect. But look, you know what it is, Jay. And you and you coming out... And that's low key sensitive. You know, you know that offset respect. You, you know he's not on no bullshit. But Jay didn't like it, so he spoke up. Even in your example, Since there's that's disrespect. If Ke if the Rock would have said, "Who who celebrity would you want to be your pet?" and he said Beyonce, LOL, ha ha ha. Do you think that the Jay Z is gonna be like, "Yo, teach your wife how to cook"? Nah. Because For number real, one, like I'm I said, secure. I know Beyonce ain't going away because that's my wife. The and I know she's a a woman. That's whatever. Like. The teach your wife how to cook part is the only part that I might not like, but him simply speaking up and voice, cause look, you can't like my, I'm not going to judge the, for what he said. He deleted it. He probably regretted saying, you know, maybe I shouldn't have talked about the spice thing, but low key, he felt like he needed to say something and voice that he didn't like that. And I don't think that means he don't know how to have a bad woman or, you know, I don't think it's that, that's what it means. I just felt like, nah, like when you have a woman that niggas are always looking at, Niggas always got something to say. It's going to be certain comments that you're going to say, all right, bet. You know what? I'm not letting that fly. I'm not fucking with that. I get you're it. not about to talk to my girl this way. I, I get it. We agreed on the uh, on the Will Smith thing. Well, he went there and slapped Chris Rock. It's the but the reason thing. why it's not, That's though, not politically right at all. The difference between that, though, is that that was after a path of disrespect. Another super disrespectful thing. But that's my thing. Party could feel like, yo, this nigga just said this wild thing. This nigga said this wild thing. And now here come Rock. I'll be making make this thing. All right, bet. I'm going at Rock. Sometimes you go at the closest nigga. You go All at right. the latest one. It really comes down. Everybody to what was talking about Jada on them stages, on them all them Austin stages. Chris Rock talked too much the, shit before though. Sorry, okay. I think Chris Rock was just in the, I think even if it was, people was like, if it was the Rock up there that said that what Will Smith had slapped him, I think. The Rock and Jada and Will Smith would have been tussling because I think Will Smith would have smacked anybody standing on that stage that said that. That said that. But I get what you're saying. Chris definitely, he said in his re response, that came from, it was fuzzy, it was me. That wasn't about Jada telling me to do it. He said that was about me and, and Chris. So you could tell he kind of like was like, all yeah. right. But I even felt like if he had made a small... he did that still. It really comes down to if you think that the pet thing is disrespect. Uh, you think it's disrespect. I think it's just a... It's a joke, joke, but it's still disrespectful. The old nigga that said, if I can be you for one day, that was a joke. But it's also can be dis... Your joke is can be disrespectful. Sure. But even the nigga that... If your old ass get out your car and I see your lady and I say, boy, if I can be you for one day, you would see the disrespect. You know? Yeah, but you see how you didn't even respond that way and it's just like, whatever, I got a bad joint. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste my time, but I'm also not gonna get mad or tell the nigga that does say something that he wrong. Cause I ain't like what I don't like when it's done to me neither. All right, bet. This nigga went at the rock. That's arguably something to be proud of. It's not. You made yourself look weak and shit. Your PR team made you take that tweet down. Like, sure, are you, you don't know me? what the fuck that is. This nigga's getting ready to cross into a billion dollars. Who cares? I don't give a fuck if you got nine billion dollars. You being disrespectful. You're not about to say shit about my wife. I don't give a fuck.
The, Straight up. The Rock don't even know you. Guess what? Well, we now you, you do. We know you because now of you your, do. We know you because of your wife. Well, guess what? Now you know me. Oh, he's wrote some stuff. Yeah, right. He, yeah, he's yeah, done yeah, some back. stuff. Nigga, you we know, know you me now. Meg. You know me now. You know me now. <laughs> Nigga, I'm about to be at a billy. I'm not worried about you. Yeah, all right, but fight you, me. You, all right, back. If I'm the Rock, hey, look, come on down to the Iron Paradise think and about, fight me. Think about it, Rock. You don't want that because you're worth a billion. I might be worth a couple, worth a couple thousand. I grew up in. He don't know. I grew up in that ring. Fuck you talking about? I've slapped niggas lo way longer than Will Smith did. Y'all will get mad at this. And I slapped niggas way bigger than you, party. Are you kidding me? Fought the Big Show on, on Monday night, plenty times. Terrell, you're talking about a fuck out of here, choreographer. Terrence, you think The Rock is going? See, now you get The Rock fucked up. Now you get The Rock I'm fucked up. I'm not about up. to sit here and talk about The Rock and party fighting, Terrell. You the one that said no. You know, no, you know. He ain't now you do know, nigga. This don't got nothing yeah, to do right, with fighting, but I'm gonna speak up for mine. Come through. I don't give a fuck how many fights if you I'm in. The Rock, I'm so you, if you a nigga that box. And I don't box. You think you can say whatever about my woman? Nah. Hit me and watch you catch a lawsuit and lose all them billies. Watch. Yeah, but you still gonna get rocked. Say stupid shit out your mouth and you get a stupid ass prize. It's just like you, you're gonna take that L. And if, you, if Floyd Mayweather talk crazy to your girl, you gotta step up. But you run the risk of saying, fuck it, I'm defending my wife, but I might get knocked out. He's not, they're not gonna really fight. I'm just gonna say something to you as a man, man on man. Jay Z not about to be out here fighting offset. And it's crazy how you don't keep the same energy for your man. We moving on. <laughs> the wildest part. But uh, you got anything before we get to sports? Uh, do I have anything before we get to, to the sports? Give me that because you ain't got sports on you. Uh, which I need just because. Mm -hmm. uh, there's other things that I had on here. Yeah. Um... Let's shit, do it. Shit, 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 shit. Would you rather meet your ancestors from your past? Or would you rather meet your ancestors from the past or your kids from the future? I thought that was a good question. Would you rather meet your ancestors from the past or your kids from the future? I would rather meet my kids from the future. Okay. Because I would want to know if I fucked up when they were little yeah. on anything or if there was anything they felt like I could do better. And then when they come, I would make sure to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What am I? Let's let's be honest. What can your ancestors do for you now? What could you learn? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your ancestors are like guiding you, right? Like they went through what they went through, so that you can live the life that you live in. But I really don't feel like if I met my ancestors, shit would change now. Yeah. I would learn about their struggles and a lot of which you know we've read about and stuff like that that might have been similar they've had. But like, dog, if I can talk to my kids from the future. Imagine a nigga that looks like me coming to you and it's like, yo, my name is whatever. I'm your son from 2049. Nah, that would be insane. Yeah. And you're like, God damn, this motherfucker looks just like me. But And then he's telling you like, yo, when I was four, you wasn't around. And that fucked with me. I this motherfucker see. will have the fourth B-Day bash of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now, what would you pick? I'd pick the opposite. I'd pick my ancestors from the past. Yeah? Only because... I think about, like, me and Sarah never met our grandfathers. I would do anything to meet my granddad. Yeah. And talk to him on some man shit, you know? If I could talk to him about what his, what his goals were, something, something he wanted to do, something he felt yeah. like he was talented in. Even if I could go back to, like, my real ancestors that came before him and just see what was the men before I got here. What were all of their plans and aspirations? I wouldn't want to meet my kids from the future because, Loki, I would never meet them for real. Or... I'm going to meet them, and I would want 
whatever's going to happen, like if I meet what my son or my grandkid or something like that, mm-hmm. I want to meet them the way I'm supposed to. So if I had a choice, I want to meet the ones who are already here and already left the imprint, already made mistakes, already, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would rather go and talk to them than run the risk of meeting my kids and then my kids telling me, you wasn't there for me on my fourth birthday. Because look, you said, fourth birthday bash, you could fuck up some more shit. Like, I don't even want to so know. you believe the, in that butterfly effect shit where if you do some, change some shit, it'll change something. 100%. Plus, to me, I want that wisdom. I want the wisdom from the ancestors that's going to let me know, you know, I lived my whole life and did this. Even if I could go back and meet the ones that were working on the plantation, somebody uh-huh. that might have, I, w- I want to go back and know that my great, great, great granddad was started a, look, great, you go back and find out that great, great, great granddad had a business that he was thinking about taking to Tulsa, and then they bombed Tulsa, so he thought otherwise, and then his shit fell through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those stories are stories that I want to know. You know what they say about foundational black Americans. Y'all don't got no culture. Y'all don't know where y'all came from. So that would be my way of going and saying, you know what? I know my whole lineage. Yeah. That would you be You can tell your son in the future, you know, your great granddad was once a, you know what I'm saying, a dentist. And your great grandmother, she used to sew. And when you see your kids do certain things, I felt like it would bring everything around. You know what I'm saying? I you go meet that. your kid and now you're trying to figure out what you did and I don't know. I just feel like there's more power in going to the future versus going to the past. I'm not saying you're going to the past. Because when you tell black people that we got to go to the past, we scared we might get wrangled up and put on a line. No, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking about the wisdom that you can give me isn't more than the wisdom that I'm going to get from my son who lives in a completely different lineage. Because tell your ancestors about FaceTime. They're going to be like, y'all can do what? Right. I want to know what the fuck y'all doing in 2050. I was talking to my parents the other day, I mean, yesterday. And my parents grew up, and when they was young, they had the rotary phone first. You spin the joint. They had the pay phone outside. They had to talk to each other on the house phone. Write letters. They couldn't have thought that 20 years later, 25 years later, we would have FaceTime. My mom saying FaceTime, FaceTime. So you want to go and see. It's almost like yours seems selfish. Your kid's about to go teleport. Who else am I doing it for? I'm doing it for them. I'm going to meet my ancestors for my kids, low key though. For for my future. For to for it to be better for them. You just seem like you want to be nosy and see what I did. I just said I wanted to make sure that they had the best. You know what's gonna be fucked up? Go and meet your kid from the past. Look. Pile of dust. <laughs> Where's my son? <laughs> you didn't want to support global warming. <laughs> <laughs> And look, <laughs> this is your son. <laughs> I should have picked ancestors. I go meet the ancestors and they say, take global warming serious. That's funny I want to meet my son. <laughs> Dust. Where's my son? Let's get to the sports because that's some wild ass <laughs> shit. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> no, hold show. up, not sports. No? Oh, it's that shit right here, nigga. What's up? Movie suggestion of the week. Okay, yeah, let's do that. There movie suggestion of the week before sports. And Terrell don't have a movie suggestion. 
It's empty. <laughs> He's thinking. Fuck Go ahead. Nigga. I'll pick one. Go ahead. I got a movie for y'all. Go ahead. My movie suggestion of the week is a movie that I just watched. It was so good. It was so refreshing to watch. This movie's probably going to be a little left field for y'all. It's not a hard watch. This movie's on YouTube for free. Anybody can get on your YouTube and watch this movie. It is School of Rock. Y'all know me. I always speak about how music is super important to a film. And mm -hmm. the way music and cinema come together, if done right, it's always a beautiful, beautiful product. And I felt like School of Rock is exactly that. I wanted to let y'all know I watched School of Rock, and I did not want to watch it at first. It was put on. I was like, why the fuck are we watching this? And it ended up being so good of a watch because I couldn't help but like it. Yeah. First and foremost, Jack Black, he arguably deserves. Did you watch that joint recently? Critical acclaim for that movie. Yes. <laughs> he deserves his performance in that movie. You can tell that he enjoyed every aspect of that movie. Like, the messages in that movie to the way that they're carried out through music, this is exactly mm -hmm. the type of movie that I would want to make. And I'm not saying I would want to make a movie about a, a guy who teaches kids how to make music, but I mean, the way that they use music in that movie is yet another example of how I truly enjoy music being used in film. And I'm going to let y'all know, this music that's in that, mo in that movie is rock. It is not my music. It is not hip-hop. It's not R&B. It's not the music that I grew up on. It is simply the way that the music is used with the story. You have no choice but to smile on certain scenes. The characters, I just really want y'all to watch it for that aspect. The music and the way that it is used. It's funny, the nigga didn't have a movie <laughs> suggestion. The way that that music is used in that movie I was floored watching it all the way to the very end. You know what I mm -hmm. fucked with at the end? At the end, they're doing this little thing, and they talk about how the movie's over, and we got to let the next people come in to see the next view. And I thought, wow, uh -huh. this was so nostalgic because it was that theater vibe. You know, they wouldn't do that anymore. Yeah. Remember when Madea used to come on the end of Tyler Perry movies and be like, why y'all still here? Y'all need to get up and go. Because they knew that they had people still sitting in seats in the theater. Mm-hmm. I really appreciated watching that movie so much so that I made it my movie suggestion of the week. It's on YouTube. It's free. School of Rock. Watch that while you eat and when you need something to watch at night. I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. Jack Black is hilarious. He is hilarious. Yep. It's on YouTube. For and free. it's on Amazon Prime Video, but you got to buy it for $2, so just watch it on free for, for YouTube. It is a crime that that movie no. is on YouTube for free. Mine is going to be... <laughs> I'm going Love and Basketball, man, because they just put it back on Netflix. And if you haven't seen Love and Basketball, it's a lot of people that didn't grow up that young, black mm -hmm. childhood. Well, we all saw Love and Basketball a thousand times. It's back on Netflix. A great, what I would call a real love story of two kids that grow up, experience life, and then I'm not going to spoil it. Not yet. It's a Spike Lee joint. Gina no, Prince, it is. Gina Prince, it is a Spike Lee joint. He produced he it. He produced it. Gina, Gina Prince. Gina Prince. 
He's Fuck out of here. It's it, that is a Spike Lee joint. It's Spike if you do Lee a Spike Lee versus, he can he can play the the love and basketball card. The same way he can play the best man card. Nah, he produced it, but Gina Prince, this is Gina Prince's movie. Tara, you don't think Spike was on set for Love and Basketball? Are you kidding me? He was. That's a Spike Lee joint. He put money behind it, but it is Gina Prince. Gina Prince will tell you that she wouldn't be able to do that movie before. Because didn't she write it? I think she wrote it. Mm-hmm. You're lucky I don't remember who wrote this joint. I, oh, it's written by Gina, too. Written and directed. Fuck out of here. Shout out Gina Prince, by the way. Definitely not stepping on her, but I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, Sanaa Lathan. Uh, Omar Epps. Omar Epps in their primes. Mm-hmm. That was literally right after. it was the. This joint came out in 2000. The Wood came out in 1990, whatever. Yeah. So this was right after. She played Monica. I mean, she played grown-up Alicia. Yep. It just was there. It just was perfect. The connection was, perfect. was there. Perfect. Gabriel. Nah, hold up. They did The Wood after she did Love and Basketball, Terrell. No, The Wood came out in 1999. This came out in 2000. The Wood was shot early 1998. This was shot in early 1999. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck out of here. Stop stepping on my... Look, I didn't talk through your school of rock. The way that they use music and love in basketball as well. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they don't make movies like this anymore. Uh, and you know what? You got appearances from um, Gabrielle Union. Mm-hmm. Regina Hall plays the big sister. A Tyra reason Banks, why she's a legend. It, Tyra Banks. Uh, Debbie Morgan. Kyla Pratt when she was young is a great. That's a yeah. great performance from Kyla Pratt. Who's the uh, the young the young Quincy looks like Terrence. If Terrence had a bush, that's exactly who he looked like. And when we hmm. was little, that's exactly what he looked Sarah, like. Sir, you really look more and like the young Quincy. And all state niggas in it as well. <laughs> she was like, I don't want to be with you. He was. He said something like, I don't want to be with you either. Stupid. She was like, you're the one who's stupid, and your dad plays for the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> Cut that nigga deep. <laughs> he pushed her off the bike he and all of that. He jersey on. He had his jersey on and all of that. You're stupid, and your dad plays for the worst team in the NBA. That's how you know women will cut you deep early. I'm Funny telling shit. you. All right, man, we get into the sports. Let's get it, shorty. Oh, this that shit right here, nigga. What's up? Yeah. What's up, nigga? Sports session. Y'all know how we do. NFL picks coming back. We're not going to do preseason. Yes, sir. Football is back. I'm so happy. NFL is back. Let's but, get it. So I don't know what you had for sports. I, well, I only got a couple things. I had football was back, so we can start there. First Didn't two, we already do that last week? Well, you got to think about it. The Hall of Fame game was last week, Thursday. But we got our two first real preseason games last night, Thursday night football. Okay, Ravens yeah. Ravens and whoever. Ravens and Patriots. No, Giants and Patriots and then Tennessee and Baltimore. Uh, whoever, I don't know. It's just the first week, so, you know, niggas going to be trying to get their feel. Nah, yeah. Um, and then a full slate of preseason games to yes. start this week. We, my Redskins, we got uh, the Carolina Panthers. Yo, what? God, <laughs> my commanders. We got the Carolina Panthers, so you know Ron Rivera about to be happy as fuck out there, gritting because he with his old people. Uh, oh, God. You no know, bullshit. he going to be looking for people to sign, but... It is a great thing that for the NFL to come back. If y'all, I don't know if y'all watched that last week's game between me and my dad. Both said in different, we was in different places, but we both watched the full four quarters. Uh-huh. I caught a little bit Raiders and Jaguars. I was enjoying <laughs> that. But um, yeah, football being back is exciting. We're not gonna do NFL picks. Not this week. We're gonna do first NFL picks to be for week one. Shout out to whole nine watch who already tweeted like y'all about to find out. We back, man. We back. We back. 
And then all else I had was that Hard Knocks is back as well. Detroit Lions. At first I was like, why are the Lions? But I watched a little bit of the first episode. Bro. Yeah. That drink going to make you root for the Lions just a little bit. All right, Betsy. I'm excited to watch that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big, big, big shout out to Big Rena, <laughs> a.k.a. Serena Williams, she is literally one of the best athletes of all time. She just announced that she's basically retiring. And it was definitely one of those Tom Brady retirements where it's like, you know, maybe she could pop back out and play another match. But for real, for real, she is retiring after being number one for 319 weeks. She is, I'm not going to say all of her accolades. I just wanted to say that one. 319 weeks as I'm number one. She has been... A true force in tennis. She is, to me, in my opinion, bigger than Michael Jordan. She is, and I'm not going to say bigger as, like, worldwide known. I'm just talking about an accomplishment in your sport. In her sport, yeah. She is up there with Bill Russell. You know what I'm saying? She is, she dominated her whole career. Feared on the other side of that net for her entire career. I want to give a big shout out to somebody. Y'all just saw King Richard, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think that we would even be paying attention to women tennis in a black community had it not been single-handedly for Serena Williams. Facts. Venus Williams as well, but if it wasn't for Serena Williams, when you bring up tennis with black people, guess what they're going to say? Uh, we see a Serena play again, you know, Serena. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to bring up Serena. But dad will tell you Venus was dude. Venus was first. And, you know, I know you got the Arthur Ashes out there. You got the other black players who definitely put tennis on the map. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Serena's dominance, you know what I'm saying, is something that really... I, there was people doing Black History Month projects on Serena Williams when I was in, like, fifth, sixth grade. Yeah. And I, I need y'all to know that that was, like... 15 years ago. Nah, for sure. Still dominating. 15 years ago, you were not in sixth grade. 15 years ago, how old was I? 15 years ago, I was you what? was 13? 14. You were in eighth grade at 13. Damn, so you see, even longer. But I do want to say something about Serena. She came out and said, uh, she, she came out and said, if I were a guy, this is Serena talking, if I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this. Because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing physical labor, was doing the physical labor of expanding our family. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had had, if I had that opportunity. Don't get me wrong. I love being a woman and I loved every second of being pregnant with Olympia, her daughter. Mm -hmm. But I'm turning 41 this month and something's got to give. Right? Mm -hmm. I actually have an issue with that, Big Rena. It's like... That to me sounds like a, and we're going to keep it a handout. Don't do that, Serena. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't try to make it seem like because you're a woman, you're unable to continue your career. That's what it makes it seem like. Like, look, if I were a guy, I wouldn't be writing this because I'd be out there playing and winning while my wife was doing the physical labor of expanding my family. Like you just said, you're 41 and still playing. We understand you got to be there for your daughter, but it ain't like you've been playing, playing, playing in these last couple years. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to make it seem like, you know what I'm saying? Especially then you use somebody like Tom Brady. Maybe I'd be more of a Tom Brady if I had that opportunity. 
Big Rena, let's keep it a hundred. You did not have a Tom Brady end of your career. <laughs> Don't try to make it seem like I'd still be staying out here winning if nah, this is actually a great time for you to retire. You know? That's you know what I'm saying? This is a great time for you to hang him uh, hang it up. Osaka gave it to her gave it to her a couple times. A couple people gave it to Serena. Serena is definitely a force, but like we all watch just like you watch anybody, your game kind of withers away. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Everything was great about her retirement announcement to me except this because it makes it it's like playing the I'm a woman card and I've been called for a higher calling that takes me away from the sport. And you make it seem like, you know, what I'm saying all men that play sports for long term have a wife laboring to expand the family. <laughs> it's like, whoa, come on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's plenty like, you know what I'm saying? They were talking about how her husband has been saying how happy of a daddy is and mm-hmm. doing a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think that also makes it look like your husband isn't capable of expanding your family or taking care of your family while you play tennis, which I feel like he could. People play tennis off, off until they old age. If Serena feels like she don't want to play, I don't. I think it's less about this. That's what I was just my opinion. I think that Serena's uh, retiring is less about you needing to expand your family. And I think it's a little bit more about the fact that you are at the end of your career. Yeah. You know? That's like me say, I ain't going to make no more albums, y'all. Like Rihanna coming out and saying, I have a daughter now, so I don't need to make an album. All right. Even motherfuckers that had daughters that done made, made albums. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Let's not play the woman card because it's almost like a cheat code to try to big your... Your 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 retirement. Your retirement now you trying to make it say, I guess that's why you was losing. The also, last yeah. yeah. So you're a super mom, and you need to go do that instead of being out here. Cause look, I'd still be out here and winning. If I'm a tennis chick that's been out here and I'm ranked number two, you couldn't beat me. I don't care. You know, so that's what I would come out with. Yo, don't even do that because you wouldn't be out here winning. You still be out here competing. Nah, for you sure. You know, <laughs> but. I will only speak on that because those are my real feelings, but I don't want that nothing to get confused. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Big Rena. Nothing but the utmost respect for, and I don't call her Big Rena because of her physical stature. I call her Big Rena because she got them motherfucking trophies. Fuck you talking about. Big nah, Rena! Sure. My name big in these streets. Nah, for sure. Big Rena I'm Williams. the sport. I am the sport. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, Terrell. I, I agree with it. I agree. That's a, so I don't know much about tennis. You know, I know Terrence and my dad play tennis. So they be done. My dad always try to talk to me, and I be lost, dude. This dude, he's got a backhand. Yeah, his his forehand. Look, he's getting ready. He's doing it this way. He should be. Your dad tells me about the racket and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, he tells me about that shit. But I just, I just let, I just let him have it because I don't know. But I do know one thing. I do know it's Big Rena. Big Rena. Bet. Um. But yeah, that pretty much wraps one thirteen. Um. Your boy's gonna be out of town this weekend. Let's get it. Turn up. VK Terrence. Don't, don't shit on me. I'm about to shit on you. But I get my vacay in. That's all I'm going to say. He need to get his shooting in. The next thing, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be out of town this week. Um, so I'll pro- hopefully have some stories to tell y'all. But by the time I get back, we still going to be on regular schedule. And so I'm still yeah. trying to get some shit done, too. So I can have some shit to talk about next week. Because, yeah, 
I'm well, basically, I'm not just gonna be in the house all week. Why doesn't they? You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna try to get some shit done. Nah, for sure. You know what I am gonna try to do, y'all. Uh, and I'm gonna say it on the podcast, so I hold myself accountable to it. I'm gonna do because we haven't done it in a minute. I'm gonna do a live stream. We haven't gone live, or we. I'll answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah. For the Niners on Patreon, if you got the Patreon, that's when we're gonna do the uh, more live, live another live stream. Terrell has done one live, but for sure. I think it's time for me to get on in and do a live. You know. For sure, absolutely. One hundred. That's gonna be dope. Figure out when you're gonna do that. And I'm gonna use the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Till next time, monkey pox, COVID, it's all still out there. Be safe, mask up. Next time.